our diseases connected to each other this way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up, Tommy? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm so nervous. Are you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. We got our we got a little talking before we got in here, so. Yeah, we did. We did. And I was like, don't say too much yeah. say for the podcast. That happens yeah. every time. I have a guest on. They come in. I'm like, oh, you want coffee? Do you need anything? And we just kind of have 10, 15 minutes to chat. And I'm like, wait, stop. I don't want to sound rude, but everything you're saying I like. So let's, let's save it for the conversation. Yeah, and I'll forget everything. So you're Well, especially someone I haven't either met before or seen in a while. Like, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, when I do see you, it's always for, like, a big event. So it's like there's 50,000 people around. So it's like, hey, hey, what's going on? All right, bye. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the time you brought a bunch of fruit to oh, the yeah. So it was, like, 2016 or 17? Yeah, 15, 16, one of those years. One of those years. You yeah. just showed up with a ton of fruit. Yeah, that back in the day, that was my that was my stuff. Uh, I used to go to a market in the city and get, you know, truckloads of fruit for a cheap price. And then... Uh, they started requiring a business license, so they kind of booted me. Mm. But, well, what were you doing to, like, just get these fruit? You just... I just walk in. So, like, on a Saturday, I would just show up Saturday morning early, you know, 7 a.m. or something, 6.30. And uh, all these businesses were getting, like, Jewel and all the main businesses were getting their fruit for other places. And uh, i just sneak in. i talk to, like, the non-legit people there. They'd just take me back there and be like, hey, this is this is pretty close to being garbage you want. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> yeah, I used back then. I used to eat sickening amounts of fruit. So why sickening? What makes it sickening? Just a lot. I, yeah. I guess just a, it's a lot on paper. It's a lot. I'd be like eating like nine pounds of blueberries a day, but I felt. I good. mean, as long as you don't have like diabetes, is it really a problem to eat a lot of fruit? No, I don't think it no, is. No, it was the best I ever felt. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, I mean, it is a lot of sugar, but it's so natural. Yeah. And the fiber is so natural, it's kind of, like, not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Fruit's the best. Yeah. Everywhere, I've Googled a million times on every website I could ever find, like, can you eat too much fruit? Is there too much sugar in fruit? And every time I, they just say, no, not really. No, do your best to try. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, try. Yeah, try yeah. overeating fruit. <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No. Um, you also, you run a lot. Yes. And hey. you work for the Forest Preserve. Yes. So you're out in nature a lot. <laughs> yeah. Good answers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All and right. all year round, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter matter the weather. You just you go outside and do nature work. Yeah. So I, it's kind of mixed now because I, I started off at DuPage and I was a groundskeeper, so I you know I did more like the labor, like the outdoor work. Now I've kind of just moved up throughout the years. I moved over to Cook County. Um, and I'm the superintendent for Tinley Creek Landscape. So we cover, I'm pointing like Tinley's over here. Um, that way. Yeah. yeah which, <laughs> whatever way. That way. Yeah. yeah. So my, my job's kind of mixed now. Like I, I work with the crew, but I also run the crew. So like I have the, the administration side of stuff too. So office work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Office work, driving around in a truck, inspecting stuff. But I don't know. I like it a lot. I see you're kind of all around a lot. Cause I, I walk forced. A lot. Maybe I try to do them, um, depending on the weather, because sometimes it's too muddy. Uh, maybe a couple times a week, I do like a five-mile hike, seven-mile hike in the forest with my friend. And I noticed um, this, maybe a couple weeks ago, I noticed the paths were like really smooth. Do they go out and like, fl- do you go out and flatten them? Because they yeah. kind of get messed up from the winter, all the footsteps. Yeah, depending on where, they, they, they set aside certain projects. Palis is like the baby for the forest preserve, so, you know, they get... They get the most work done because they're the, I don't know they're they're the favorited palest for sure and that's where 
Um, the trails coordinator works out of Payless, so he works like to he just coordinates what goes on with the trail. Like he doesn't really do the work, but um, either it gets either broken up to like the forestry crews or the landscape crews. But um, that's like the heaviest use multi-use area, like non-paved trails. So they cover they cover all that. But they do, yeah, they do different uh, trail repair projects throughout the year, mm. mostly there. I try to get them away from there sometimes or take it over myself. But huh. yeah. yeah, I see that often when I go out there. I'll see like trucks driving around. And this winter we walked through the, like we didn't care about the blizzards. We still went through the snow. And sometimes the only path we had was like one little tire yeah, mark yeah. that we would just like walk in this tire mark. Or oh, and you're pissing off the bikers when you walk through that too. Why? They get, well, so they, they set their stuff. They're, I don't know. They're the worst. No offense. <laughs> no offense to the whole Like thing. bicyclists? Yeah, well, it's just, it's uh, it's very, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know the right, just I don't to, word just no defend. Word Just defend, no it's goods. okay. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. But they're, they're very exclusive. They're, that's like their thing. So they, and they do, they do put in the work. Like, it, so throughout the winter, when you get 12 inches of snow, somebody's got to go out there with fat tires and just flatten it. And mm-hmm. that's what somebody will do. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like you see one tire track, some dudes just, working his ass off just going around these trails just to flatten it and then people will come in after him you know three four more guys they'll flatten out the entire area to where there's a track you know maybe a foot wide mm-hmm. and then they're good mm-hmm. and then all the other bikers can come in and do that depending on the conditions and everything yeah but the runners we ca- well I come in and I just reap the benefits I'll wait for them to go through and then I'll run it you know I stay in their track and I don't mess anything up but the hikers and the walkers like they don't pay attention to trail conditions and those guys, like, it's it's called Camber. There's uh, Chicago area mountain bike riders. They're real serious about trail conditions, as you should be. Mm-hmm. But, like, walkers and hikers and, mm-hmm. you know, probably even runners, they go out no matter what every single day. Yeah. So the bikers, they hate that because then they ruin the trails for, you know, if it's a muddy trail or if it's, mm-hmm. you know, snow everywhere and they're just compacting it when it's wet mm-hmm. it gets ruined for weeks oh, yeah. so these Super guys ice. yeah so these guys aren't having anybody out there or you know they're yeah they're not big on having anybody out there well in my defense since i was the only person out there with zach i realized nobody else was out there during these conditions yeah i didn't see one bicycle i didn't see one human being there was such bad snow in february as you remember that um, there was no tra- trail. Like we were, we were creating the trail in twenty inches of snow, just powder, just nothing. Yeah, we just saw an open gap where there clearly was a path. Twenty inches of snow. No one could bike on it. No one could even drive on it. I don't think you'd have to have a very large truck. And we were the only ones out there. But even like the the one tire mark, like I didn't see a bicyclist out there at all. Like nobody. No. And I was like, they can't even ride in this. It's still we're on a we're in that tire track, but it's still like eight inches of snow underneath us. You can't really ride a bike in that. Yeah. Oh, they, they'll they try. They'll try. <laughs> yeah, no, they they will, yeah, but, it, yeah, it all depends. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because where I go off LaGrange by, like, 87th and 95th, I don't know if it's maybe not as popular. I don't see a lot of bikes No, there. that yeah, that's not their section. That's the horse okay. section. Yeah. That probably makes sense why, it's, like, I'd see, like, one bicyclist. Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole they, time. They stick to pretty much, like, Maple, Maple okay. West. Got you it. Know, maple and West of Maple is their stuff. Got but, it. But, uh... So I wasn't upsetting too many people. No, no, <laughs> no. The horses ruined that trail anyways. Yeah, there's a lot of horse poo everywhere, and it's um, it's cool, though. I'm really grateful to have these 
trails around here. I was thinking about it on the way here, actually. I was driving down LaGrange. I'm like, man, he's right. He's so close to the yeah. 87th I, I could walk to one mile to Keene 87th, right, where all the trails begin. Oh, they, yeah. They spread all, all the way. Yeah, right from Keene. I mean, you could spend days in that area. There's just so much stuff in there. I know. So many different routes to play with in there. It's really cool. It's. Um, do you know the history of that? Like, when did they start making these? When did they allow the space for it? Um... I mean, the forest preserves, I don't, I, see, I don't know. Yeah, the, I don't know when the mountain bike, because obviously, you know, when the forest preserves started, there weren't mountain bikes. But I know they started as, like, footpaths. Uh, mountain bikers will probably tell you that the mountain bikers started all the trails in the county. But there were footpaths since the beginning in some areas. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they've the, micro, the mountain bikers and the bikers in general have been around, I think, since the... I'm going to botch this. <laughs> it's probably the 70s or something. I'm just guessing. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that people have been walking. Before they've been biking. Yeah. So I'm oh, going to say yeah. us walkers started it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the walker. Yeah, I'm going to say the runner started it. <laughs> oh, the no, runner. Yeah, no. people have been running too. Yeah. No. So you're a runner. I'm a walker and there's bikers. I chose to walk because I used to run a lot and the older people I know that ran a lot, they always have hip, knee, back issues. And that's when I was like, running's great, but I think I'm going to walk to avoid all those long-term effects. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I don't think about that. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's why I still do it. I mean, well, no, I look at it like this. I, I, running's like the old man version of skating to me because skating is way worse. There's just, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so let's tell everyone <clears throat> you're a skateboarder. I'm a skateboarder. You've been skateboarding for ever? Since I was 12. You're so 30? 28. 28. 28. Okay. So, yeah, 16 years. Wow. Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, long-term effects? No, you know what? No, <laughs> but it's not long term yet. I'm still a baby. You're still 28. So You're still yeah, in good condition, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'll probably be in a wheelchair by 40. But oh. but when? <laughs> yeah, right now, no, I'm not experiencing any of it. But there's definitely been. I can think of times where it was like, you're working so hard for like one one thing. I I was filming a video part. I was like 18 years old. I remember we were, uh, you know, I lived in the Loop at the time, so we would just go skate from. 6 p.m. till 4 a.m. every single day. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to film all this stuff in like one month. But I remember like a session where I was just jumping off this, it was like this kind of like roof gap over stairs thing, jumping off it so many times to where like I, we had to take a taxi from, I landed the trick. I, I get the, the last try, I mean, I was ready to give, I couldn't even climb up the thing anymore. And I got up at one last time and I landed it. And after I landed it, I remember I couldn't even walk. I had to get taxied back to my place and I you know I was messed up for like probably two weeks after that or a week oh my god to where just like basic walking was hurt I just yeah why do this to yourself for the footage man (laughs) no No, I don't know the skateboarding world I'm glad you're here because I I know it well enough but I never I'm not too immersed in it like I skateboarded when I was a kid yeah I knew a lot of skateboarders I know a lot of the same people you know and, you know, played the Tony Hawk games, you know, watch the videos, the, the good tricks that are landed, the bales, all of it. Yeah. And uh, I did a lot of extreme sports like that, did snow skiing, water skiing, wakeboarding, skateboarding, longboarding. I had what made me stop was a really bad longboarding accident in Lamont um, where I broke my wrist and tailbone and messed my body up, a lot of road rash. Hills? Yeah. I was yeah, bombing I was a hill. I was the place. Bombing a hill, w- roughly around 60 miles an hour. And uh, dead end, bailed, probably did six, seven somersaults, broke a bunch of bones, ripped off a bunch of skin, nearly died. And I was just like, you know, 
I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows I'm doing this. This is not doing anything. It's it's been for me it's now. It's not giving you any credit. It's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna like for myself, for my my longevity, I'm just gonna stop right here. And I put the longboard on the wall and I haven't really used it since. That was like ten years ago. But when I see people doing it, it's so cool. Like I I, I watch your Instagram a lot, you know. Shout out to Naughty <laughs> Skater. And uh, a lot of your friends too. And I'm just like, man. So, so many talented skateboarders, like uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan McMahon, great yeah. skateboarder. Oh, yeah. And I just wish, like, I always wonder, like, I wonder what, what happens. Like, what's, what's the, 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 the point? What's the longevity in this? If you, so you're doing it for yourself at this point. First off, I just want to say, Ryan, when I was a little kid, I thought he's just so, you know, he's just so cool yeah. in general. Yeah. That I thought he was like five years older than me. <laughs> and he's not he's not a big guy or like no. an old looking guy. But when I was probably, I remember the first thing I saw him in was the sketchy skate shop video. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, like Ryan Sweeney owned a shop in Chicago Ridge, sketchy. And they had a video and he was in the friend section. And he was just, a, he was a little tiny guy then, you know, mm-hmm. he, was, he, he was probably 13 or 12 and I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, he's like probably 16 or something. And then by the time we, he actually was 16, he had like a beard and long hair and stuff. And I was like, oh, he's just one of the old, like I thought he was John White's age. You know, yeah. I thought he was just one of the older guys. Yeah. That whole crew, I'm like, I just assumed they were much older than me. But I was just an immature little kid. No, yeah, he <laughs> hung out with the older people, and he uh, probably was probably better than anybody I've seen like in that crew of skate- skaters. He's really good. He's really good. Um, yeah, I. I wonder, like, have, have has that crew or your crew of skaters ever made, like, a long video? Like, made, like, a documentary about all the stuff you guys did and all the, all the, all the gaps and all the tricks and all the bails and all the good lands and all the amazing tricks that you didn't, never thought you'd land? Like, all that you stuff. You know what? For, for all the people I know, no. <laughs> no, there's been, I mean, there, there were set kids. I mean, we, where, I, where I'm from, no. People really didn't make videos. Like, the, the skate crews were, like... The fancy crew, which was like Rudnick and Matt Rudnick and Nick Jomo and all, all these guys, you know, all these guys, and they always they always filmed. Like I always saw them since we were probably in eighth grade. They were always filming, and then they they had like a little a video they put out, and we we for all the stuff we filmed, we never really put anything out. But um, no, there's guys uh, Kevin Del Grosso, the chief. As everybody calls him, he puts out videos. Yeah, he had, I was I, in a video I know of his. Him. Uh, Daniel's, Daniel. What is Daniel's last name? They live out in um, way out west, and Chief is is his neighbor. Yeah, I he lives him. in Frankfurt. Frank? No, it's it's beyond Frank. It's not Lamont. It's Lockport. Oh Lockport. yeah, they, yeah, they moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Lockport. Yeah, I'm thinking. It's when you I'm said Chief, old I was Chief. like, there's only one person I know. Yeah. Named Chief, now, out so. of out of anybody I know who makes skate videos, his. He's just, he's got it. Okay. He's really good. Like, I like, I you know, I was a part of, like, one of the one of the first videos he made. He made a couple local ones, mm-hmm. and then he made this video, Grains, and I, I filmed with him for about a year for that, mm-hmm. and uh, everything he's put out since. I mean, I've gotten a little older, so I'm in, you know, I got a family and stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't, I can't go film every single weekend like I used to, but he's still at it every weekend and puts mm-hmm. out some great videos. It's funny you mentioned him. He is someone that has been mentioned recently by someone else, someone I should have on the podcast. So oh, okay. now I have to. He's a popular guy. Now yeah. I have to, now that you mention him. Yeah, he, so, you got to watch his videos. Here. They look great. And it's all Midwest-based. So, like, everything, he's big, big fan of Illinois, big mm-hmm. fan of the Midwest, and it's total Midwest vibe to his videos. Mm-hmm. So, 
and there's a little history lesson in pretty much every single video that he puts out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. And you grew up around this area? No. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This area I did. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago Ridge. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you did you what skate parks would you go to as a kid? Oh, around? Blue Park, Chicago Ridge. Mm-hmm. That was that was our park. Yeah. Crappy metal blue ramps they put in, and that's we lived there. We used to. Shit, we didn't even eat as kids. We'd just go there. It was right. like when I was like thirteen, you know, my my mom worked full time and you know, every summer she was gone working. My dad worked full time. So uh I just had a lot of freedom to just actually it was at Freedom Park. So yeah. Had a lot of freedom <laughs> to go to Freedom and we would spend all day there. We'd forget to eat. We'd be like almost passing out from having no energy and not know why. Yeah. Don't you but, miss those days? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Yeah, some some days I do, you know. But um, there, there was that prime time when you're just becoming an adult and you're going through puberty, but like women aren't distracting you yet. Like thirteen, yeah. fourteen, where you're like you have the um the build of more of an adult and you're physically more capable of doing stuff like skateboarding or climbing stuff or building stuff, just kinda getting more resilient and hurt more, but also being able to bounce back because you're thirteen. Yeah, you and when, when you're surrounded by people that do the same thing, too, like, you don't know that that's supposed to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, as a kid, yeah. you're just, everybody else gets hurt the same way, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's normal. That's mm-hmm. what I know. Yeah. You also, like, don't want to get made fun of. So oh, no, yeah, like, yeah, I it's care. fine, I'm not hurt, even though your, like, wrist is killing you because oh, you landed on it wrong. Yeah, no, I totally cared. <laughs> I didn't want to look. And, I, and, yeah, no, to my demise on that, I did probably put out the exact opposite, you know, vibe. Mm-hmm. I was always just, like, Wanted to prove myself to the older guys at the skate park and like always I was that just I was just that annoying kid, you know. I'm like, oh here, check out my skate video and mm-hmm. I'll try to land my best tricks in front of you and yeah. Were they nice to you? Like what was the skateboarding scene like fifteen um, years ago? Were the older guys cool? Were they mean? I probably annoyed the shit out of them. I mean, I don't think any of them liked me at first. I think I, I think as I got older they were like, Okay, yeah, you know, like he he tries. He yeah. he's, he 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 put in his time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I, I mean, skateboarding wasn't what it is now. Fifteen years ago, twenty no, years ago. No, no, it's totally different. You so just had different. you had whatever whatever VHS or DVDs you had at home. That's what you went off of. So mm-hmm. it's like there was like a clear trend from when I first started skating until yeah, I'd, I'd say after that first year, that was when like you know like this is skateboarding. Like the America team and Baker team came out, and everybody had tight pants. So every, we all immediately switched to wearing tight pants. Crews from Zoomies. Yeah, crew yep. pants. I I was I was always too. I was a little too big for crew pants. So it was like my legs always got yeah. smashed in those things. But I rock those too. Yeah, yeah. I think we all. Yeah, yeah I think we all did. did. Yeah, We're everybody had the K slims. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was what. A lot of K slims. <laughs> yeah. So that that's kind of what I grew up. Now though. Nobody even knows people's name. Like, I'll talk to kids about skating, and they don't. I'm. I, I love shop talk when it comes to like old skate videos, and you know, like all my older friends, they still remember everything. But um, yeah, kids now, like I'll mention like a name, they have no idea. Hmm. And now it's so hard to even remember tricks that happen now because it's like the level of skating people are at. They just post it on Instagram, and then it's done. Yeah. You know, like it, back then, it was like every two years a good video came out, and that was what. Okay, you have this forty-minute video. That's what you have to learn off of. Okay, that's what I got to learn how to do now. But what do you prefer? What do you think? But do you think it's nice to have Instagram and all your skaters can just watch everyone's stuff all the time and learn from it? Do you think that's better, or do you think it's oversaturated? No, you know what? Uh, I wish I would have seen people skate other things now because I never. Okay, I don't have like 
talent. Like when it comes to skating, like I don't have. I disagree. The, no, I don't have like the skill. The, there's there's the technical skill for skating. I learned, I learned when I was young. I just learned certain tricks the wrong way, as yeah. I, I would explain it, and I never relearn them. Yeah. But what I watched it was like, okay, you just gotta throw down some hammers. Like you gotta jump down shit and grind rails or jump down big stair sets and like that's all I knew how to do because that was what people were doing. Mm-hmm. Now kids are like just technical trick on technical tricks on ledges that are a foot high or two feet high and they just like build the skill set. And I didn't ever learn any of that. Do you think that's from having all that access to information at a younger age? Y- yeah. Yeah. I, I think be, so. Right? Yeah. Like the now people film, you know, people are constantly posting tricks as at skate parks, and that's where they're like, oh, I, I could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to, you know, find the set. Me, I'm like, I don't, like I said, I don't have, like, the technical skills. I'll learn a trick, and, like, I, I'll, that trick, I do it, I learn it to do it one time, and that's it, and then I'm done. Like I'll. F- but you carry that information along to the next one in your head. You have to, right? Like, it's, it's in there somewhere, but, like, <laughs> I, I'll pick a trick, and I'm like, all right, I want to do this trick down a stair set, and I'll practice it, and... I'll feel I'll I'll have it for a week and then I'll I'll do it like inconsistently. I I don't know how to explain it. Like when people jump down stair sets and stuff, they know how to throw their board away and catch it perfect and they just have that they have the flick, the motion, the catch, everything. Me, it's like I just land on everything. No matter like if it's a good flick or a good mm-hmm. like it'll look like shit and I'm yeah. landing on it. I'm just I just like I it'll hurt less if I land on it. So but you're still doing it though. Like I do it. You're doing the act. <laughs> I do it once. <laughs> and that act is hard. Like, I've seen your videos. Like, I'm not a skateboarder, but I know enough to know when, like, that's hard to do. Like, that is not an easy thing to do. Some type of flip over a rail and fall, you know, yeah. eight, eight feet and land it still. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. not easy <laughs> I, to do. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, impossible for you to step away from it. You've been doing it for so long that it's only natural for you to be like, I don't know. I just not good at it. I just do it, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, but I, I feel like that. Like I, I learn, like I can do it once or I can do a trick. I, I'm just not consistent. Yeah. There's, there's people that just have it. Like uh, my buddy, Patty is a little younger than me. He lives out here and every trick, it's something he's never done before. And he just gets it. He just, his feet do the, his, mm-hmm. his feet do what his mind sees. Did and he mine start younger? Don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's a skate park kid. Like mm-hmm. he just grew up he grew up in like the generation after me where it was like now people are posting skate park footage and learning and he just soaks everything up. Like yeah. he'll, he'll see something like, oh yeah. yeah. Some people really are just more natural at stuff than yeah. others. Yeah. Like you could force yourself and get better and practice, but there's some people who just have it. Yeah. I I've, see it all the time. I force you know? myself. You force yourself. <laughs> force yeah. Force myself. I feel the same way with like music, playing guitar, but like I know many people who are musicians and nine times out of 10, like when bands come in here and I ask them like, I don't ask them, I try to get an honest answer by saying like, oh, when did you start playing? And every time they're like obviously proficient at something, they're like, oh, I started playing at eight, yeah, seven, nine, five, when it's violin or fiddle, three, four, five, Suzuki method. Just like, oh, of course, no wonder why you have like this ability, I could see it, like you're just so fluent, you don't even think your hands are just gliding. Because kids don't know any better. They don't know, like, even with skating and with, with everything, with sports, whatever, you're too little to understand what you're doing, so they just do it. Like it's now, very natural. Yeah, like, now my mind with skating and stuff, your mind's like, fucking break my leg? I'm, no, I got to get paid next week, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. 
as a kid, you're just like, I don't. You know, no bounds. Yeah. No like, I, what happens if you get hurt? Nothing. I, Nothing I get to miss school for yeah. two days. Mom you know? and dad are there. Yeah. I don't have to worry about workman's comp. Yeah. You know? And I, I still, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Even <laughs> I, now, though, I still have the same attitude. It's, it's really hard for me to think any differently with skate. Like, sometimes I'll, like, after I took, you know, I took probably almost a year off last year when I started, you know, running again. But, um, even now, like this year, it's, as soon as it got nice out, I was like, I, you know, I missed that. I need to do that. But I, I come back with an attitude like, I'm going to learn something different, a little lighter, you know, not not be jumping as much, just skate the ledges, practice. But my skill level hasn't increased at all. I still have the same memory, the same muscle memory, same tricks. So I always just fall back into like, okay, I got to jump off that because that's all I know. What's the highest you've jumped, the most feet you've had to like come down on? Mm, I don't know. Uh, roofs, feet. roofs, stairs. 15 yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah, I think the the most stairs I've jumped down was 14. Whoa, doing, that's serious. Doing the basics, yeah. But and, and when you don't land it? You just fall. I, it's not <laughs> It's not too, actually, I've never. It's all concrete, let's yeah, remind the listeners. I'm going to break my leg the next time I skate for saying this, but I've never had, like, serious Man. nothing. And no serious. What about, like, joint issues? No joint issues at no, all? No, wow. nothing. You're, you're one of the luckier ones, eh? <laughs> now I'm not going to be for saying yeah. it. But. When I see people jump in those like 12, 15, 20-foot stairs and they land on the concrete and like the board goes flying and they go flying and they slap, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> oh, man, I'm just like, man, what are they? That's crazy. I can't believe they're doing that. But do you think that the landing's not that bad because the physical movement, you're not stopping like a normal – when you jump off something, you just land, you're hitting it and you're stopping. No, on a it's still you're still moving. It's still the same. It's just it goes back to being young. You learn that you learn how to fall. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. Is like Bend right. Move you're all not that motion. you're not gonna be a skateboarder and not fall a hundred times every single day. So you just learn like I that's one thing I know how to do. I know how to fall. I know where I'm gonna land on my body at, at mm-hmm. all times. There's rarely like I don't know. I know my limits like of of what tricks I can do and how I'm gonna land. Like I've never mm-hmm. Had like land on my board like with a shock and fall back, you know, on my head or something. Like I just, I always fall the same way. Just like fall, land on my shoulder, land up, you know, roll onto my side. You just learn to take the impact. Your hips what get helmets. That's that. Helmets? No, helmets are fine. I I don't wear them because it wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, that you couldn't wear a helmet. My ma, my ma tried too. I would just go to the skate park and take it off. And, <sighs> yeah, no, it's stupid. I skateboarding is stupid. <laughs> It's just not a... He not said a, it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to get that it's very answer. very stupid. Yeah, you get, I mean, you, you get a lot You get a lot out of it in the sense that, you, you know, you get to see a bunch of stuff and, like, hijinks and stuff that you mm. normally wouldn't see as a person and yeah. get to travel all over to do Camaraderie, it. Camaraderie, friends. Yeah, and you go, to, you go to different areas, but you don't go to different areas, like, nice areas. You go to, like, different... A- like, you go to Gary, Indiana, yeah, yeah. or somewhere, like, shitty, and you're like, oh, this is so great. You know, and everybody yeah. else that goes there is like... I need to drive a little faster what I'm going through here. And you're like, let's go slower to find some skate spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to see just crazy people and things. It's a whole culture. The skateboarding world is like this really cool underground culture. Misfits. Yeah. You know, artists, oblong people, goofballs. That's something I've always attract been attracted to about it and the people within it. But uh, I just couldn't get over that like that that hump of the 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 body like what it's doing to you yeah you know, I'm always just like man if you it's crazy I like I, I gotta find camaraderie and expression in a different place you know 
than doing this extreme sport. Because it really is an extreme sport. Yeah, it's, it's pretty extreme. <laughs> it's very extreme. You are battling constantly getting hurt at any trick. Any moment you could bust an ankle, break a bone, jam a finger. Yeah. You know, pull 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 something out of the socket, slap your head, anything like that. Yeah, you don't really think about it too much while you're doing I don't think about much while I'm doing anything. I think, <laughs> I think that's a key. <laughs> There's not too much going on up here. That's a little to, you know... A little surprise for everybody. Yeah, there isn't there isn't much going on up there. So you think just it, hamster wheeling? Do you think that's a lot of people who do extreme sports? They they're able to just shut it off and just go. Yeah. Well, I I do I do like uh, like ticks, like uh, weird OCD stuff when mm. I skate, and that in my mind that makes things as long as I do the certain things, then I'm okay. Like what? Like so I, I okay. <laughs> so before I'm doing anything, I like grab my trucks on the board, and I just yank them to one side as hard as I can. I don't know why. Like, you know, your board's supposed to roll straight or left or right, like however you like it. For whatever reason, I started doing this as a kid. I probably had shitty trucks or something as a kid, and I'd have to, like, turn them, like, pull on them a little bit because the hardware was loose to the right so I could do my trick and not have my board going to the left. So I don't. my board obviously doesn't have that problem anymore, but I do it constantly, mm-hmm. Like if I, especially if I'm nervous about something. I don't even know that I'm nervous. I just realize, oh, I'm doing this shit again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably why. But, yeah, I have to sit there. And, like, <laughs> there's, I've had friends film me doing I'm just like, just pulling it, like, as hard as, like, for no reason. I'm just, even like, on a, a new board with nice trucks. New board, trucks, brand new matter. trucks, brand new wheels. I'm just like, and I, and once I do it, I feel better about it. And then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, like, set my board down. I'll push it with my foot a little bit. And then once I do that stuff, like the ritual or whatever, you know, there's a ton of skateboarders that do it. But... Once I do that stuff, I feel okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, not, well, nothing bad's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now I did all my things. <laughs> and that just kind of eases it right, right yeah. into it. And I'm sure that's just displacing whatever I'm feeling of like, mm-hmm. shit, I'm going to get hurt or something. Yeah. But once I do that, it's all gone. It's all good. Yeah. Do you do any other type of extreme sports? Just skating and, and running? And- skating, um yeah, nothing extreme. No. Yeah. Uh, climb. We, you know, I used to climb a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Probably the same stuff you did. Oh, I climbed a lot. Yeah. I used to climb so much that I, I had to stop because of how many close calls I've had. Just branches breaking. Yeah. Just dumb stuff sliding down, tr- cutting up your whole chest on bark. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Why am I climbing trees like this? <laughs> yeah. My my dad was a big climber too. Like It's I, fun. The I remember, mapping of it, you know? Yeah. My 21st birthday, he... He calls me up. He's like, "Yeah, let's let's go out and climb a tree together." Uh, and he's and then he takes me out to Payless, you know, and we go to some pine trees and we climb up it. I'm like, I'm getting we're getting up pretty high. I'm just like, "Fuck this!" Like this is scary. And he's above me. I'm like, "Dude, you're like you're in your fifties. You need to get down." <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no." And he, he loves telling his stories too. No, no, no. I used to climb the same tree as a kid. We <laughs> but we'd have a twenty four pack of beer in our hand and we climb to the top and drink them. We'd be so messed up it'd be scary to climb down. You know. All this stuff. And, and he's still like that. My, I mean, my dad. Oh, our dads have stories. Yeah, he's a silly guy. So, so many stories that sometimes they won't even tell them because they're so like that. Like I, I know a guy, I won't say his name, but he's in his 70s. And he's like, yeah, back in the 60s, we would just, he's from Oakland. He's like, yeah, we'd just take our cars. We'd all pitch in, buy like a $200 car, go to like the fields off LaGrange back when no one was there. This is 50 years ago. Like, we'd all just get a bunch of beer and just crash our cars and just crash into each other and blow them up at the end, like set them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah. Like, what? It was a little different back then. Yeah, and it's not that far from here. Like, I would never do that now. 
I was like, but then again, I was like, man, if I was in the middle of nowhere, that does sound kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a guy thing, I think, too. Just like, I have like... Destruction? Uh, yeah. Guys just have a natural, like, our problem-solving skills is just so much different than women. I, I swear. It's like night why they're smarter than us, yeah, to be my, honest. <laughs> my immediate reaction to something is like, if, like... Break it, yeah. like 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 that's like Boss force. Smash. Yeah, like if something's not working, I my I'm, I just want to squeeze it and like figure like force yeah. it to work. Yeah. Like you know, I don't know. You have that's no it. idea how many times I go like, oh, we could just we could just burn that. Yeah. Like, what should we do with this piano? It's like, well, we could just burn, burn it. it. Yeah, burn it. <laughs> like, wait, you're not gonna throw it out or put it on Craigslist? You're like, no, it's wood. It'd yeah. Be a big. It'd be cool. Hit it with a hammer a few times too. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh my god, I used to love just like we have an old TV. It's like, what should we do with that? Let's just blow it up. Yeah. Smash it with a sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb stuff. Yeah. Now I'm I'm on like the parenting side of that too now. It's like, you know, uh Freddie, uh, Michelle's son, my future stepson, he uh he was the same way. He's just like, guys just and I get it. Like so she she's this is like her problem is that she tries to actually wrap her head around why. Like she's always why why are you guys like that? Why are you guys so destructive? <laughs> There's no it's reason. like no, there's no because for every thought you you know every fifty thoughts you have, we have half a thought. Yeah, and then it's just like oh, this will look cool. I'll break it in slow motion. It's a cool video, and that's it. Our you brains know? rationalize differently. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of it being taught, like we're allowed. Like boys have always been allowed. Like yeah, yeah, boys will be boys. Get dirty. Yeah. Like so, we're kind of pushed to be that way by society. Like it's just we're allowed to be more like that. Yeah, we just are. But it also I think stems from the way our our brains work. Like. We don't have to carry a baby. We don't no. have to breastfeed. We don't have to give birth. We don't have to think about those repercussions at all. We try to. Like, we really try to, but, like, it's only so much we could empathize with something we don't do. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's like we get bored with ourselves. We don't have those thoughts. They're, they're not naturally occurring. We have to try to think ahead yeah. and be conscious of, like, ourselves and a kid and, and, and a woman's body and all those things. We have to, like, try so much harder to get to those places because it doesn't happen to us. No. And that's, like... I've said this before, and I'll always say, like, it's a weird competition to be like, oh, like, who's smarter, who's better, men, women. It's like, they're they're so different, and I think women are significantly... um, Smarter, better. Smarter when it (laughs) comes to um, rationale, emotional intelligence, thinking ahead, planning ahead, like, in a way that we're like, oh, I I plan ahead, like, oh, this man, he's a CEO, runs a company. It's like, no, it's not that. It's a more in-depth, like introspective planning ahead and like thinking in a way that isn't just like I want to take this it's not so much um it's not so much like uh other things oriented it's more self-oriented it seems like women are very in tune with those things like uh the way my mom would handle a situation versus my dad was just so night and day oh my god yeah. my dad would be like yeah yeah whatever like yeah, yeah go do it he'd see us up late at night he'd just laugh like okay and he'd just go to work my mom was just like get to bed you got school like just thinking in ways that he's just like I don't know like well, and just handling situations in yeah, general, the difference so between men and women. My mom's like, like anything thrown at her, she will balance it, fix it, anything. Like just, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, we could, we will work like this. I could do that. She's already had. She already has a plan for that plan. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Michelle. It's like any single, like anything. Is like, oh no, no, yeah, I, I already have a, a folder for that. <laughs> like that's a. <laughs> my dad is like, where's where's my fucking hammer? Where's <laughs> it's like, it, oh, it's right there. Oh, it's right there. Okay. Yeah. Where's no, no, T, T, T. No, like that, like you know, like every single yeah. anything that go wrong. I don't know where the map is. Like just every, <laughs> you know, everything is just like. And uh, I'm the same way. I have no my patience level is 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 low. Yeah. I try to be. I try to be more patient, but 
patience. That's that's another thing it seems like women have a lot more of is patience. Yeah. We have this um I want it and I want it now mentality as as a man. Doesn't doesn't really help our case, our cause, but I'm learning. I'm trying every day to like be more aware of it. Yeah. You know, that natural biology we have, but also like again, society being like, Yeah, you could do that. You're a guy, like, go for it. Yeah. Make Some of it is natural too, though. Some for of it is sure. Very like, natural. I, like nobody, there, there's things the kids didn't teach me, or people didn't teach me as a kid. <laughs> like I naturally wanted to just dig a giant hole in my backyard yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I'll dig something up. Dig, or climb up, or just break, break. something. Break. Like, <laughs> just how many of my GI Joes can I throw off my roof yeah. and watch them break? Like, yeah, no one, no one taught me that. Yeah. Um, and even even know I would just sneak out the window and do it myself. You know, it's like those types of things. Yeah, it's interesting. To yeah. this day, I love the sound of glass breaking. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't know why. I, used I to just break a I, lot of glass. I break a ton of glass, or did. Yeah, I don't do, I don't it, do anymore. it as much anymore. <laughs> but like, if there's a chance, like if there's any opportunity for me to break glass, <laughs> I'm doing it. I saw you eyeing this mug. You're like, hey, uh, is it, it okay if I just <laughs> smash it on the <laughs> Just get to the handle part. Boom. Yeah, yeah, I used to, um, in the forest behind my house, there was always a bunch of old beer bottles. I used to love as a kid just taking rocks and just smashing yeah. them. For no reason. Never thought like, this is my yard. I probably need to clean these up someday. No, oh. there's just a bunch of broken glass back there. I'd smash them, you know, take the BB gun, just shoot a bunch of bottles. I'm like, yeah. didn't think at all about the repercussions of where that glass was going. It's oh. on my property. Yeah, it's funny. That's so funny you said smashing. <laughs> smashing, yeah. That's don't do it anymore, but I do think about it. I just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. Now it's translated to like IKEA furniture, and somehow like fucking that up. You know, I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm, I know I read the directions, but like I, I sometimes I just think I know it already. Like I'm like I, I just feel like this is the piece. And I'm like, it's not the fucking piece. Fuck. Oh, and, I hate IKEA yeah. furniture. <laughs> I'm not allowed to put it. It's you know what though. It, I've always said it, like we we've, we've said this too. It's like if you can get. Through building IKEA furniture together as a couple, you're good. Mm. Like if you guys don't kill each other and you don't hate mm-hmm. each other afterwards, you're gonna make it. That's funny. That's yeah. a great barometer. Like, can you make it through putting together furniture? Yeah, because Michelle's pretty dominant, and I'm pretty yeah. dominant. Yeah, but I totally back down to her. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's the she's the one in charge. That's what every um, I'm a, this is a PSA announcement for all men. Yeah. Um, one day you'll realize. You must yield and bend the knee. Oh, I yield. Yeah. <laughs> I yield for you sure. You will one day realize no matter how tough, big, smart, wise you think you are, you're never going to get to that place. Again, back to that that chemistry of a woman. Like, they have something we don't have. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh, we're this and that. We're, we're stronger on average. It's like, that doesn't matter. No. Like, you don't, like, what keeps you alive longer in modern day America on planet Earth is your brain. Not yeah. not brute brute strength, you know. No, that was hundreds of years ago. Now it's how wise can you live for avoiding accidents, longevity, planning ahead, health, education. All that is leads to a longer life, you know. And women got that down. Yeah, much well, better. they think about their they longer think about life. It. Yeah, they, again, the kid thing. It's innate, just like it's not innate to us for us to think about it because we don't no. bear kids, you know. No, and now now like being. It, Basically, yeah, step parent, parent, mm-hmm. you, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I've lived with, you know, my kids for years now, and it's like, my, 
I think about things totally different. And when I'm like, like a, like a simple bike ride, I'm like, oh, don't get hurt. Don't like one of these, like to the kids, you know, I'm like, oh, just don't, just don't fall and get hurt. Like I'm, you know, like it, yeah. it's just, it, it's totally, totally different. Yeah. Things I would have never worried about. On your, for yourself. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just know how to do this. And they know how to do it. And they're not thinking of it like that. But I'm like, oh man, just 40 minutes. Like I'm counting the minute, mm-hmm. making sure like they're safe. That's know? the and balance, right? Of what makes a, a good parent is one that, is aware of those things, but it lets the kid like grow. Yeah. Not micromanage the kid, not be that nerfing parent who just has to pad down the whole universe. Yeah. It's like if you're in the forest and there's grass, like maybe like let the kid fall. Yeah. And like they're not gonna die. They're gonna fall in some grass and be right. like, oh shoot, I took that turn too hard. Now they know. Yeah. They'll never do that again. You know, it's it's I important. fell and I lived. Yeah. Yeah, it's I important. I think we've all yeah, you fell and you lived. Oh my god. That was bad. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was not happy about that. It was yeah. funny, too, because, like, what we're talking about, I, I remember I was gone for three days. I didn't want to come home after that accident because I knew my mom would be so mad at me. And uh, I strolled up, you know, with my cast and all, just, like, limping, bro- broken tailbone, couldn't really sit for nine months. Jeez. And uh, my dad was just sweeping the driveway, and he just looked at me, and he's like, well, wait till your mom sees. He just didn't even <laughs> yeah. care. He's like, I'm not going to deal with this. And I, I walk into my door right here, and I just open it. My mom's at the t- at the uh the computer table, she looks at me and she's just like, just starts screaming. And doesn't care that I'm alive. She's not worried about that. She's mad that I even got hurt to begin with. And she's like, how are you supposed to make money? What are you doing? This, this, and I was just like, it was an accident. Like, she just reamed me. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to my friend's house for a week because I'm scared to be here. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm glad you're okay. No. She why was did just, you do why? that? Because I was 20. It wasn't like I was eight. If I was eight, she'd have been like, oh, I'm so yeah. glad you're alive. She's like, you're a, an adult. Why are you making those decisions and mistakes, you know? And that, I was like, yeah, she's not wrong. I could have died. Like, I didn't have any protection bouncing around off concrete at high speeds. Very, oh, very dangerous. And people die doing that every day, you know? So, but uh, it was really funny. Like, he just didn't care. He was just sweeping. Like, yeah, yeah. Your, your mom's going to kill you. It's <laughs> like, yeah. oh, no. When your dad is just like, I don't even want to deal with it. No. That's when you know it's not good. Deal with anything. No. <laughs> That they're not built for it. <laughs> just some some people aren't built for that. They're Dads just... have gotten better. I think like being told how to handle kids, like you know, talk to them instead of hitting them, stuff like that. Yeah, has gotten much better in the last you know twenty thirty years. I think when I was a kid, it wasn't so much like that, but it's gotten a lot better. No, my dad's a softy. He never. Uh, I got I got hit by my mom. Oh, Thanks, nice. mom. My <laughs> 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 mom beat me. No, no, she. She got me. She got me when I deserved it. There's no, that weird my- turning point, like what you just said. Like she got me when I deserved it. Like people of our generation are like, yeah, don't hit your kids, but like you know, I kind of deserved it when I got hit. When I was- yeah, I was being, I was being nasty, man. <laughs> but isn't that funny? We're like told not to do it, and I would, I would never do it. But you're just like, but we did get hit, and our parents got hit, and everyone was fine. So you're kind of like, there's that weird balance. Like, is it okay? Is it not? Does it work? Does just verbal, like yelling, does that even work? Like, what do you... No. no y- there's you know? no foul. No, yeah, I don't there's know. There's no right answer. I don't know. There's yeah, no right I, answer, right? Yeah. I, like, yeah. you can yell at a kid all you want. If they're the type of kid that's just like, yeah, your words don't scare me, then what do you... Nothing. <laughs> you beat them. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't know. Then, like, you do that, but then that could lead to... It doesn't do anything. ...serious problems, too. No, and it, it didn't do anything. That doesn't do anything either. No, all it does is, like... Oh, I I gotta not say that in front of yeah. Her, I'll still drop gotta, the f bomb, yeah, just not in thing. front of mom. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a better way to teach. You have to like, you have to get within the the, the kid's mind and like kind of rationalize it. What it's like to be ten years old, explain yeah. stuff more thoroughly. You know. 
Oh, yeah. But that's I, hard to do when you're pissed, when you're in the moment. She got home from work. He's worked 12 hours. And your wife's like, hey, you know, Tommy did this, this, and that. You can do something about it. And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I just want to, like, crack a beer and drink dinner. Or I have dinner, yeah. you oh, know? Yeah. Like, no, my, my dad was too soft. He could never. <laughs> that's good, though. I was. He had a soft spot. He couldn't. He could never hit me. But my mom, but when I say that though, I gotta be I gotta be clear to say I wasn't getting like beat left and right. I got I got smacked for being really shitty as a teenager. Oh yeah, as like most teenagers are. I just was going through the weird. That's the tricky one. Hormones you don't even know what to do with, and you just take it all out on mom, who's like doing everything to help you. And then, yeah, like, yeah. That that's a weird one because they're so old. As a parent, you're probably like, I want to hit this person. Like, this is an adult who's acting like a fool, and I thought I raised them right. Yeah. It's like you almost want to just slap them. Yeah. You know? If I were me, I would have slapped me. But like, then I, you... I wouldn't talk to anybody else. Like, not that I, I was never like, fuck you, or so, I never did that. But just just being shitty for no, mm-hmm. you know, just for, I would never be like that to anybody. But moms, they got to deal with everything. Mm-hmm. And the, and the kids' friends being obnoxious, you know? Like a bunch of guys, teenage boys, it's bad. It's like Bad. a bunch of vampires being together. That's why I'm surprised. Like you're, you seem to do well living with a group of people. Yeah. Sometimes when you get, you know, it's like vampires. Like if they all, once they're all together, they get all Do you have crazy. experience with these vampires? No, no. <laughs> well, I am werewolf, but. Uh, me too. But me the vampires, too. you know, when they get together, they get crazy when they're in their nest. Mm-hmm. According, it's a balance. According to True Blood. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the show My True favorite Blood. vampire show. <laughs> you know, the first season of that show was decent. Then it just got crazy. The, when it got it. when it got it. like further and further into like werewolves and fairies and yeah, magic, I was just it's, like, it's my shit. <laughs> it brings me back to being a watching HBO at like nineteen years old, you know. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's living with people. It, it just becomes a balance, just like it does when you live with your family. You have to just be more aware of stuff, and it takes. It honestly just takes practice. Like I always tell my roommates, like you know, there's really just two things you got to do. It's like. Clean up after yourself and just be aware of your surroundings. Like, is it 11 o'clock now on Tuesday? Did one of my roommates go to bed? Maybe I shouldn't blast music. Just little things. Yeah. You just got to accept it because the trade-off is you have people around you. You have more things you can utilize with each other. And you uh, have cheaper rent. Like you sa- you're saving money. So you got to, like, weigh that against each other and just be conscientious of it. You know, that's yeah. all. It's challenging, but I would say it's not as challenging as living on your own during a pandemic, spending a... You know, two thousand dollars a month on rent, yeah. Instead of just splitting all of that and oh, having yeah. people around, you know, so has its ups and downs. But I prefer it given the situation. So your current, how many current people you got? Right now, five. There's five rooms, five of us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was three, and then pandemic happened, and people had to move back in, and it helped everyone. It helped everybody out. People lost jobs. Yeah. Roommates lost jobs. It got wacky. I lost a lot, of, a lot of DZ Records work and stuff. Had to cancel DZ Fest, so everyone benefited. And I didn't realize how long this would happen, like this year. Yeah. And I realized, like, man, the long term effects of be- having people around during this time. I was like, oh, like at the beginning, I was upset. I was like, man, like I was going this way with like you know your stuff, having less roommates and my progress with work, and then I had to just backtrack the other way. But now that it's been a year, I'm like so grateful because this year taught me how to focus on myself more. I had so much time alone, not having all that work. So I focused on my health, emotional, mental, and physical health. And then other people who needed it that had to move back in 
it benefited them too because they like everyone was going through a hard thing this year. It was a really strange year. If you didn't have friends or family around, it was could break you, break your mind. Yeah. So yeah, it was bittersweet. You know, on paper you're like, oh no, like you're thirty one years old and you have five roommates. It's like I mean, what are you gonna do? It's better than having nothing and like losing it all or spending a ton of money and wasting all your savings on rent just so you could live alone and then have that weird isolation where you're not seeing anybody. It's having long term effects on people's minds, you know. Yeah, it's it's different. It's not nineteen sixty anymore either though. So it's like having, you know, thirty one years old means nothing yeah. now. You know, that that's like eighteen yeah. back then, you know, it's like you're you're still you know, we're in more of like a progressive world where it's like your age doesn't matter, you know, like no. what you do doesn't matter at what age anymore. There's people no, that are 40 that are starting new careers. There's, well, you know, for like, some people, they live up to those. They have these arbitrary measurements. They're like, well, on this, I must be doing that. I mean, someone like you, someone like me, I've never been able to get to that. I'm like, I don't no. care. I'm just doing everything I want to do. No, I do everything backwards. Yeah. I mean, my fiance is 40 years old. I'm 28 years old. I lived in a house when we were, you know, like, since we were, I was 24, we got, we started renting the house that we're in. I have uh, stepchildren that are 18 and 14 <laughs> as yeah. a 28 year old. It's you know? all, so it's all, yeah, it's like, it's You realize all, it doesn't matter. No, eight, nothing matters. It's if about you, you know. how you feel. Yeah. Are you happy? Absolutely. Then that's it. Yeah. I, I tell myself that if anybody says anything, it's like, hey, I love what I do for work. Um, I love my, my friends and roommates. I love that I have a podcast studio. I love I have a recording studio. I love that I have a music festival. Like, I don't know. I'm happy doing those things. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what else I need to say. Like, it doesn't matter these measurements. No. People, your parents and like older folks will compare. Like, well, you know, when I was your age, we had this, this, and that. And I was like, yeah, but were you ever comparing yourself to your grandparents who were born 1920? Yeah. When they were your age, they went through the Great War and fought off people and had to kill people. Yeah. And had kids at a young age and had 15 of them or and 11 life of them. Life expectancy was like 50. It's yeah. like, so what are we doing here? Like, times have changed and there's different expectations and I have different dreams and goals and agendas in life, you know? Yeah. I think it just gets better for me, for me at least. It's been better and better every year. I, I mean, this, I this last year <laughs> this last year sucked in, in the sense that, you know, the world sucked. Yeah. But... It was a good year, like you just said. I mean, focusing on, you know, like turning into the people that are with you and mm-hmm. being able to, like you're stuck together. You know? What have but, you learned, like, from your, just yourself? What has Tommy Lyons done? In in 2020? <laughs> in, from, from March 2020 to April 2021. Um, trying to think. What have I done? Um, <laughs> no, you know, uh, I got, so right at the end of, like, 2019, I started, you know, like, throughout 2019, I started focusing a little bit too much on, you know, like, work, work projects. I, 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 I'm kind of obsessive, like, with everything I do. So it's like when I started focusing on work projects, I started not running. I started not thinking about my health as much, gained some LBs. And then 2020 was like, okay, this is going to this is gonna be a year. I'm going to, like, I'm not old. I'm not, I was starting to get, like, sucked into, like, okay, this is my job. This is what I do 40 hours a week. This is what my focus should be on. And then 2020 hit, and I was like, you know what? That's not what I should be focusing on. And I was like, I want to feel like a, a like I did as a kid or like, you know, just young or just, you know, f- w- I need to have energy. I need to have a reason to, you know, not be tired all the time. And I, and I just kind of switched that mentality. And then – when everything happened was like right when I was kind of switching that mentality 
And I was like, okay, now the kids are home all the time with me and, you know, Michelle's home and I'm home. And I mean, I, I was still working, but now it was like, now they were around each other and there's no teachers, there's no anything. We were able to, you know, spend a lot of time together and, you know, do different things, you know, especially during this where we couldn't do much. We were just stuck, like, you know, getting to know each other even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know, teenagers are weird. But, you know, I it's can't a, imagine but like, they, yeah, like I feel so too, bad for you know? them, you know, it just, it, they, it was like a rough year and I, I, that's why I was glad I was able to be there, yeah. you know, and, and they, they look to us a lot. I mean, you know, for, for being teenagers, being stuck at home, not seeing your friends, like nobody wants to hang out with their parents all the time, but no, like, I, that age. I feel like happy that they wanted to hang out with me and be around me. And whether it was <laughs> intentional or not, or just necessity. like stuck, yeah, but it was, it was <laughs> nice to get to do a lot more even, you know, even just at home and not want to kill each other still. Yeah. That's you're, you're in an interesting situation with that. Like teenagers, your age and then Michelle's age, it's an interesting dynamic for the pandemic, but teenagers, that's, that's who I feel bad for the most, especially like seniors in high school, seniors in college, people at the end yeah. of an era, a rite of passage and they have to spend it online or in their house. You know, I'm just like, man, that, that was such a formative time. Senior year of high school is, like, arguably one of the best times ever, you know, especially if you're one of those kids that, like, you have all blow-off classes, you're kind of skating by, you, yeah. you, you finished all your gen ed stuff. And some for some people, it's their prime. Yeah, you know? it's their like prime. This is, like, they're the king. At, you know, at oh, I see what you're saying. The king of high school. You're jabbing so. at the people who peaked in high school. I <laughs> no. see what you just did there. <laughs> hey, no. that's real. That's yeah. a real thing. The older you get, the more you see that. And it's sad i'm not trying to belittle anyone but it definitely can be a little sad you're like you know life goes on you don't have to focus about that that was a long time ago keep moving forward you don't have to be someone who talked about what they did yeah or yeah lack of better words peaked in high school i mean that's a little it could be a little mean but yeah you know what i mean it's funny but like because we all know like and there's people who peak at 60 and i I try to think of the peak i try to think of the that it sounds corny but just that journey yeah. I think you, you peak when you die. Do you watch It's Always Sunny at all or no? Oh, yeah. I watch the whole when thing. When I peak, yeah. you'll feel it. <laughs> Everyone in Philadelphia will feel it when I peak. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite episode of that show, what was it, season 10 or 11 or 12, uh, Charlie Work, that episode where he <laughs> runs around the whole time of one, con- one continuous shot. There's definitely some trickery, but so funny. Yeah. So funny when Frank's in the basement playing the, the clarinet, and he's like... <laughs> Uh, play G sharp or something like that. He listens to it. He's like becomes like this genius for one episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and th- that's how they all are. I mean, oh, what a great show! Probably my favorite show of all time. I love those shows because, like, between something like that or The Office, you know, Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, there are shows that people like. Oh, they they wouldn't be able to do that now. It's like, no, it, it's pretty sound comedy. Like. The Office one is funny because I get why a lot of people say that, but it's like, no, you don't understand the joke. Like, the joke is everyone's aware that what Michael Scott is saying is is not good or PC or right. Even then, they're always rolling their eyes. I was like, Michael, don't say that or do that. Yeah. And he's such a nice person. He's not aware that what he, he's an old dude, like, not aware that what he's saying is offensive. Yeah. You know, like, when you would have, like, the handicapped <clears throat> guy come in with the wheelchair and he's just trying to compare, like, his foot being clamped in the George Foreman grill to it. And the guy's just like, no. Like, yeah. He's trying to get there. It's like, that's what makes it funny. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's inappropriate. I'd say it's actually like, fine, that could come out now. It's like, they're, the whole team, the whole 
office is fully aware that this guy is an, a fool and an idiot. Yeah. But it's so nice that they're just kind of like, because he's so nice. They're just like, Michael, like yeah. shaking their head him all the time. And I, I think that could come on. They'd probably have to finesse it differently and like write it differently. But the, the concept is still going to happen, yeah. you know? Well, and it's always sunny. It's like, these characters are bad people. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that about that. Like Shady. everybody, it's all stuff like <laughs> people, like, I don't, I don't know how to even explain it. It's, you just, everything that normal people probably feel at some point. Like, I love when people are talking. Like, you know, they do it about a thousand times throughout the show. Somebody will be talking and trying to explain something to them, and they're just like this. They'll actually, like, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you getting at? What are you getting at? Like, the whole time they're talking. They're all self-serving. Yeah. They do not care about anything but themselves. No, no, and they turn on each other all the time, and they just, no loyalty to... Egomaniac, sociopaths. Yeah, it's just so good. I I quote the show probably every, you know, just different stuff, but... God, yeah, man. Do you um, do you watch a lot of TV? Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm proud to say I watch <laughs> a lot of TV now. Um, I, I well, not grew up, but it's definitely not a TV person ever. And I was kind of stuck in like a weird. I, I'm a big VHS fan. I love '80s action movies. Huge. So Wait, name some of your '80s action movies. Lethal Weapon One, Lethal mm. Weapon Two, Lethal Weapon Three, Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> it gets into the lethal '90s weapon. though. Yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna say that. You know, '92 <laughs> to '98 there, but um, <laughs> yes. yeah. Some kid at the skate park. I was wearing my. I have a Murtaugh shirt, uh, oh, Sergeant Murtaugh, and yeah. it was like, I forget what the shirt says, but he's like, "Who is that in your shirt?" I'm like, "Have you seen Lethal Weapon? Don't talk to me. <laughs> Don't talk to me, kid." Now, is this no. just like when you were a kid? You'd, you'd watch those on your own with your no, dad or something? I, yeah, I probably saw them as a kid, but I got really into them at, like, 19 and 20. Like, I, I like... That's I, I wanted to be that. Like, I don't know why. I just, like, loved it. I had a mullet. I'll show you a picture. I got a mullet picture <laughs> in my, my old license. But I thought it looked great. I loved the whole look of it. I liked the, the 80s cop action stuff. And I still... That that music, that, like, slow, like, blues guitar. Yeah. Like, when the, when the cop messed up... When he's, like, in the bar, just, like, drinking his sorrows away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. funny. Clapton. Clapton yeah. did the whole soundtrack for uh, Lethal Weapon. I could totally hear it. Yeah. That, um, I can name some random ones that nobody knows. One, a lot of Michael Keaton, like, One Good Cop, or, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's all all kinds of shitty ones. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Seagal ones? St- Seagal's the only one I won't watch. That guy, that guy <laughs> just sucks. That guy is just... That's what makes him so good because they're so bad. My grandma hated him. So uh, I, she, he was like, I guess he had like kids and he didn't pay child support and he uh, did all this stuff. So my, if my grandma hated somebody and she was like, she was a tough little thing, like smoker. And she always talked to me about movies and stuff. And she's like, Steven Seagal, he's a shitty, that's a funny shitty thing. guy. And I'm like, all right. Of course I don't, the so woman I've, is like, you know. He's just not a good person in real life. Therefore, I will not support his art. Yeah, yeah. and I've I've hated Stevens, and I I forgot <laughs> why I hated him, and now I remember why. Yeah, that guy sucks. Oh, what about um like Bloodsport, like uh, yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Jean Claude's cool. I I'm not like a huge. I'm more like any Mel Gibson movie, Bruce Willis, like the you know Die Hard, obviously yeah. Die Hard, but um, um the Last Boy Scout that's mm-hmm. really good with Wayans. Yeah, you know there, there's all kinds of stuff, but yeah, I uh. I really was going for here. Let me. I'll show you why we're on. Why we're on air? I'll show you the old the, the old mullet. The old mullet. Yeah, and Mul- I mullets I, have come back, huh? I've seen them more now. I than think ever. so. I, at the time I had it, it wasn't back. No. And, and I don't think there was another person on the plant. There's my blue cross blue shield. <laughs> <laughs> 
social security card. Oh, oh, you're one of those people that no. carries it, carries a social security card. No, you know what? I, I don't it's have risky. it on me, but I, <laughs> you I just say that. I just I leave it in my car, actually. So if you're ever trying to steal, why my, do you leave it in your car? Because I'm an idiot. I, that, I, that needs to be hi- hiding in your house somewhere. I, I just took it out because I am gonna get married one of these days. So I was like, I need to find my social security card, and I don't know if this goes. Oh yeah, it oh goes my under. god, yeah. So, oh boy! I'm the only one that thought that looked good, but I did. I really thought, like at that time, and I still to this day, I'm like, that's a, that's a good haircut for me. You look like Kiefer Sutherland from The Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going. Does that for. make sense? Yeah, that what was, was that 1988, was more or less, yeah. 87 or something. Yeah. Wow. And you could see in the the left ear, I used to have an earring. That was a I had mm-hmm. a PBR. That's what makes it even more. I had a PBR beer can earring. That's great. Yeah, I wore it on special occasions. <laughs> That is so funny. I never rocked a mullet. Never got to. You got I, the hair for it, too. You could do it. I curly hair. Pe- yeah, the curly the, hair is where it's at. Yeah. It's, I know some people who have done it. It's funny. Straight mullet. Mm, that's I, too kid rocky. I've always been like with beard and hair, it's just you cut it down and let it go out. Yeah. It doesn't. Like nothing it, else. Yeah, it doesn't grow I, long. It grows up. Just grows the out. beard, I don't do anything fancy to it. It's like it goes out. I yeah. cut it. It goes out. Like, Looks that's like it. you keep it trimmed up, though, pretty good. I just trimmed it uh, like two days ago. But I'll grow it out for like, you know, four months, trim it again. I was up pretty early this morning. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll get cleaned up. I'll get the beard. I'll, I'll dial everything in. And then I got distracted. I forgot all about it until I was driving here. I'm like, I should have trimmed up the beard. You <laughs> it's know, fine. It's all right. The camera, I mean, it picks it up, but you know, it doesn't matter. It's Adds you. 10 pounds. It's camera. YouTube. YouTube doesn't care about how you look. No. They just care about, um, I don't know. I don't know what YouTube cares about. It's mostly men on YouTube. It's like 75% male. Yeah, something with the microphones. I forget, like the words don't come out no good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> with the with the screen and the lights. Then I get all nervous. I'm like, does it feel like you're in a studio? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. That's the goal. Yeah. Like I'm 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 funnier in real life. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's good, but man. So what uh, what what made you interested in like working for the Forest Preserve? Like, how'd you get that type of job? Um, went to Columbia college me too got my film, got my film degree so that was my stepping stone for un- totally unrelated work yeah. no no when did you graduate from there 2010 wow early wait how old are you 28 you graduated from columbia in 2010 oh 2014 i was going you guys high school in yeah. 2010 i was like that was wow high school yeah college you're an yeah. evil genius I graduated I high school at what yeah. 14 <laughs> i forgot what year i started in 2010 graduated in 2014 right there we go. i did too 2014. Oh man! So we were probably at the same graduation. Did you go to graduation? Yeah, I did at, at the at um, Chicago Theater. It was yeah. bumping. Shit, it was I a didn't party. Even, I wish I would have known. Yeah. Well, we were in the that sound department. It was huge. It was like I've never been to such a fun commencement ceremony in my life. Yeah. Like, it was a legit party. Like lights flickering, Everything. jazz band playing, people dancing up and down the the aisles. I was like, this is. That's how Columbia like is too. Everything they did was like all out. It was I fun. always thought, you know, they. Refillable water things, like every every just yeah. like little stuff that that school did. I I loved it. Yeah, it was a fun school. It was cool. But um, while I was going to school, I worked for my old boss Paul, who passed away. R.I.P. Um, he had a, a contract with the Belt Railway, and I did landscaping work. And we did, you know, we we worked along the embankments, and I did it every year from like the time I got out of school till the time I went back, and. I just learned how to do different, you know, like tree work and brush cutting work and landscaping. Is that an arborist? Uh, it's not an arborist, but I mean, more or less, like we were cutting up, you know, like trees that had fallen, like dead tree, like 
dead tree removal, stuff like that. She did a lot. Yeah. So I did that until I graduated college pretty much. And then I also interned while I was going to college for a film company. And I just, I didn't like the work that I was doing at the time. Like I just, we were doing commercials and we, it was like, we were filming at colleges and you'd film the same scene 50 times of a kid saying like, I like governor state or something. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I, it just wasn't for me. And I'm sure there was other stuff too. I was, you know, planning on moving. And then I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to just take the summer and work outdoors and work. You know, I was pretty active at the time too. I've always liked being outdoors. So what was your major at Columbia? Film. Like, was there a specific focus? Uh, mainly production design, yeah. Production like design. set construction right. and, you know, just different artwork. That's cool. Or not not drawing, but like... Art design for production Yeah, design. art design, like costume, you know, mm-hmm. production, pretty much production design in general. So it was mm-hmm. like just, you know, the color of the rooms, painting, whatever. We put up like wood trim or, you know, whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. My, my friend uh, Mikey did that, Mikey Giannone. I think he might have graduated a year or two before you... I had a couple of friends who went to f- there for film and sound. So that's, I mean, that's like the place you go to if you live around here and you want to do a film or sound, you go to Columbia. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I learned a lot about, cause I went for audio design production. And so I, lo- I learned a lot about like the stuff I don't want to do with it, but then the stuff I do want to do with it, like just recording bands. Yeah. You know. Which you do a yeah. great job of doing now. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's paid off for you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's cool to be able to do it. And like, it's not often someone gets to go to, like, an art school and then apply that art to their real life. You know, it's rare and it's hard, but uh, it's cool, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. But I always loved film. That was something, like, a secondary thing I wanted to do was, like, film. Yeah. So, such a big fan of movies and film and the set design, the art design. Like, we could talk about that all day if you want. Well, you do your – do you film your own videos, right, for DZ? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you get to do that. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't get to think about it. You get, <laughs> I seen, no, your music videos look great. You got Thank a great, you. definitely a DZ vibe. It's fun. I, I like it. It's fun. And the basement just kind of shapes it, the yeah. colors and the objects and the artwork everywhere. You know? Yeah, even this room, it's it's well put together. I do like it a lot. It's Yeah, it's a tiny room, but it works for two people. It's yeah. a good one-on-one interview space, you know? Yeah, I, I, I watched a couple of the... I got, watched a couple of the podcasts, so I was I was trying to picture what the room would be like. It was good. <laughs> is this how it is in, in the podcast world? Yeah, when you it's very it? intimate. Yeah. It's very intimate. I can't wait for when everyone's, not everyone, but whoever's on is vaccinated and we can possibly get rid of this plexiglass. Pop these bad boys off. It's just not as fun as just being there with the person. I mean, it's, you're here, but it's blocking us. Yeah, it's like a train station vibe. Like, it's like here. Yeah, and you can kind of see your own reflection. Card. When you're looking at me, right? And I could see myself kind of... Oh, kinda, no, I'm beaming. I've been beaming straight through this thing. I'm I beaming. See I see myself, like, yeah. next to your face, and it's throwing me off. Once in a while, yeah, I'll catch this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, get that. <laughs> get that guy out of here. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, w- do you... Um, when you were a kid and you would skateboard mm-hmm. at the park, Freedom Park in, um, in Chicago Ridge, did you venture off to other skate parks, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we would we would skate to parks. It's skate like, like Hickory yeah. Hills. Would you go there? Um, Hickory Hickory was a little more rare. We we mainly stayed between Blue Park, Oaklawn, and Alsip, mm. and those those were like the three main ones. Hickory was like a once in a while thing. I don't know why, but I, I've always liked Hickory Park a lot. But um, that wasn't one of our main ones. So Every it, time we did go up there, it would be like that that exact crew, like Crit, Lil Chris and Rizzle or Ryan. Yeah, Rizzle. I still I, think I, no, I, I still Rizzle, think yeah. Rizzle when I see Ryan. Yeah, I mean but. that that his crew, like Ryan's crew, I met them 
in a funny way, I worked at Subway on 95th and 88th by Fairplay. Back then, it was Shop and Save. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I worked at that Subway there, you know, where there was the Beskin Robins and the Domino's and Subway and that shopping center. And they would always come in for, like, free water because um, they'd be skateboarding. They'd come there, and I was 16. They were probably 14, 15. And Ryan was, like, the only one who wouldn't be, like, obnoxious. Like, they'd, like, do a kickflip in the lobby and, like, mess around, make a mess and, like, not order anything. And he'd actually order a sandwich. He'd be, like, apologizing for them. Like, oh, I'm sorry about these guys. Like, yeah. it was really funny, though. Like, I met them all through that. And then I started working at Blockbuster down the street where Chase is now on Roberts Road in 95th. And, again, th- these, you know, skateboarding kids would come in there and I'd see them there. And so, like, I kind of knew them through my work working in Hickory Hills. And I'd go to the skate park here and there, but not much. I was a little bit older, and I just kind of stopped skateboarding once. Um, I went there, and I came down the half pipe, and I slipped, and my face went into the, the, the ledge of the pipe, and my teeth went through my lip. Oh, gee. And that's when I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, see, so you're a smart man. I was like 14. I was like, I don't have it. I don't got what it takes. <laughs> Instantly knew. I gave up right away. But, um. Yeah, I knew all those guys that way. And then once we got older and started playing music, I realized a lot of them were in bands. And Ryan's band, you know, Estaviva, we started to play together here. And, like, the Avantis and Estaviva were, like, the first bands, along with mine, to, like, play DZ Fest and play the shows we'd have every month, you know? So it's, like, they're very formative in those yeah, years. Yeah, they're, the, they're oh, the pioneers. Yeah. Of, they're part of the pioneers of DZ. Yeah, they really I are. I mean, you're the pioneer, obviously, <laughs> but... No, it's amazing. I, I love I love hearing random people talk about DZ. Like just random, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know that guy. I'm, I know him. All right. I know the guy who owns it, <laughs> who owns DZ. It uh, it's weird. It's it's a weird thing because I've explained this to to friends like uh, like DZ, anything DZ Fest, DZ Records, this podcast, all that. It doesn't really reflect well on the internet. It's way more of like a word of mouth thing. Yeah. Like, way more. I mean, it, it reflects well on the internet, too. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It I does, but I like, not been... as much as I think it does, just, like, people talking about it. Yeah. Well, I saw your million views post, so it must yeah. be reflecting <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but. A little bit, but, man, like, it's just so much more fun to just, like, go to a, a restaurant somewhere, and the waiter's just, like, DZ? You know, like stuff a godfather like, type of yeah. thing. I like it. Like, <laughs> here's a free Sammy. This guy's, uh, this guy, just, hey, or, hey, Paulie, take care of DZ guy right here. Yeah. It's just it's it's so much better than just getting a bunch of recognition on the internet because it's more real. Yeah, like you go oh, to absolutely. you go to the store and the bagger is like, oh, I went to your fest. Like that's the type of stuff. I'm like, that's cool. Like it's way better than, oh, I got a thousand likes on my post. Oh, it's like do these people yeah. don't even care? They don't even know no, you. You feel it when you're here. Like yeah. everybody feels it. It's it's a good vibe. It's more you know? fun. It's more fun when it's when it's visceral and you can you know meet people and they. And it's just nice, like oh, like oh yeah, your fast is cool, man. Like that's subtle, it's something yeah. weirder. You crazy. guys are the reason I'm I'm together with Michelle. And really that sparked my whole yeah. When yeah. when did you meet, you meet her so, here? So my I, I re met her here. So I met her at um, Durbs Durbins in Palos Hills. Avantis was doing a show. And I oh, was on one hundred and third and Roberts. Yeah. Ah. So I was going to see David, and Wait, then I think I was at that show. You might have been January twenty third, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I think I set the sound for it. Oh, okay. So you were there too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say there were, there were quite a few people there. Yeah. So yeah, I went and then, um, I went with, you know, to see David and then I, I brought my camera with, I was filming some videos of him before the show. And, uh, 
I was out. I was hung out in the smoking section because I like secondhand smoking. And I'm addicted to it, actually. Secondhand and smoke? No, no. <laughs> no, but I do. Yeah, I, you know, my buddies are Dalky and all those guys yeah, are smokers. Yeah. So I hung out out there, and uh, you know, I heard there was someone off to the side. We were talking about some someone broke their nose or something. I heard like, <laughs> and I look over. It's Michelle. You know. <laughs> And immediately I was, you know, <laughs> the, the, oh. like a little high-pitched, <laughs> and I was like, uh. who's that, you know, and I, it was just one of those things. I've never felt like that with anybody. Yeah. I, like, I knew right then, I'm like, oh, that's the person I'm marrying. Before I, like, before I even, like, when I looked at her and I heard her, I, I don't, I had, like, a weird primal thing and ever since then, but. I almost like blew it pretty much because so I was I started talking to her and you know we were talking for a little bit and then uh, Fallis came up and kind of like ruined the moment. He was like he did what he did, he did what yeah, Fallis yeah, does. Yeah, he's just a terrible person. <laughs> no, he was just hanging all over uh, I me. Love John Fallis. Yeah, he was hanging all <laughs> over me and then she's like, "All right, I'm gonna go inside now." <laughs> so I go inside and I was like, "I gotta get." Uh, that's not really my thing, but I was like, "I gotta get her number and like talk to her." I go inside and there was like some guy standing with her. I was like, oh, I'm also not that guy to be like, well, can I get your number in front of like another guy standing there? So I was like, all right, well, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll go to the taco place next door. The next week I came here and you guys were doing a show here, like you know, like a little wind. Intimate evening. January. Yes. Yeah. Third, that would have been. Um, it was the following week, I think. Or maybe two weeks after. Yeah, it was January 31st, 2015. We had, like, mattresses and stuff on the ground. Yeah, Michelle was there. Yeah. I remember who played that one. Wow. That was, like, one of the first few we did. Now, yeah. Now, when I saw her there, then I was like, okay, we just saw each other twice in, like, a week span of time. And then we started dating right afterwards. Ah, We've been together ever since. And we've gone to every (laughs) DZ Fest up until the last year since. And we've enjoyed every one of them. Yeah. Did you go to the 2012, 13, or 14 ones? I went to 14. So 14, um, 15. That was when I, because I didn't really, I didn't really know you guys before mm-hmm. that. But yeah, 2014 was the first one I went to, and then 15, 16, 17. That makes sense, because I just, I saw you in, um, I was, I found, I went through my old hard drive the other day, and I got lost in it for hours. I forgot how much footage I have from 2012, 13, 14, 15. That's when I first got my camera. And we have so much of, like, specifically... 2014 documented like the whole set michelle was there for a lot of it actually really funny like brought fruits and stuff kind of yeah now i know why you guys are together yeah (laughs) and uh you i remember seeing you in the crowd and a lot of people that i still know this day but so much younger i mean seven years ago yeah and it was just crazy like yeah so you've been to each one since 2014 that's cool yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's changed it's fun. a lot. It's it fun every year. Yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger, man. I and rightfully so. It's weird. I really enjoy it. Now I get to take, you know, Maya to it and yeah. you know, once Freddie gets older, he's he's a video gamer and he's How old is he? He's 14. Okay, yeah, yeah he so might be. Mm-hmm. He's not really into into live music yet. And DIY but, music fest in the backyard. Yeah. He'll be like, "Uh, <laughs> not that cool." <laughs> no, but, it's funny no. like on paper so many people are just kind of like, that sounds kind of weird or not legit. And then as soon as people show up, they're like, oh, 
this is, I've never seen this before. I'm like, I haven't either. I, I still don't know what I'm doing, you know. It, it, Jokes on everyone, I don't. Yeah. Well, There's no it, rule book for this. You play it off, though. I mean, that, <laughs> that's this This is the longest I think we've ever talked because most of the times I do see you, it's just like this, where you're, or not like this. It's just like, you know, you're always, that's what I admire about you, too. You're always doing something. You're always moving. You're always getting something done. You're very productive. Thank you. And I, I appreciate productive people. I I appreciate it. Thank you. And um, I mean, I've learned that from people before me. People have said, you know, our parents, grandparents, just like you could you could sit still in life. You could let the world pass you by. Time will consume you or you can do something about it and, you know, make something happen. And I'm really grateful for the people like like yourself, people who come, people who have helped in some way, the, the roommates, the friends that are volunteer. It's like, I mean, I do as much as I can on my own, but at some point I'm going to, like, it takes a lot of people. Yeah. To, to tango right so yeah it's cool I don't, i'm hoping to do it at the end of september this year so you have to come by and bring bring the kids september oh, 25th and 6th i'm trying for if okay. we can covid um if covid allows for it yeah, it was weird last year that weekend was so nice too like the weekend it was gonna be it was one of those random july weekends it's like 73 and sunny you're just like oh my god yeah this would be so nice for this fest so it was bittersweet it was Weird to have so much time. I've never had so much time before. Has it ever rained for a DZ Fest? Yeah, 2014. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah, it The original did rain. day got rained out. We moved it two weeks. Yeah. And then in 2013, it got rained out in the evening. Um, by about 9.30, the Avantis were in the middle of their set. And I had to go on stage and, like, stop it. Everyone was so mad. Because, yeah. you know, the crowd is, they're in it. They don't, Especially at 9.30, it's like oh God, <laughs> prime, it's prime time. Prime, yeah. like they're rocking out. Everyone's Everybody's moshing. at 9.30. Everyone's drunk. It's a great time. And I'm just sitting there, the bear of bad news, like storms coming. Sure enough, 20 minutes later, downpour. We got everything off the stage, but it was bad. And we had a, we didn't finish it, excuse me, that night. But 2014 was the, uh, got completely rained out, rescheduled it. Then nothing for 15, 16, 17, 18, the 19. We had a heat wave and a storm both days. It was terrible. Like, it was bad. But we made it through. We didn't stop anything. We, we didn't even go fall behind schedule. We just kind of powered through it. Rain coming down on stage. I went, yeah, I was going to say, I went through, I was at one of the two days. Yeah. And I think it was the heat wave day. It was nice. I, I remember it being, I mean, it was warm. It was like 96 yeah, and raining. But, I, but I, I remember it, yeah, every year I've been, I remember it being pretty. I it's always have like really a sunny, hot. I have like a sunny memory of it. Yeah. I mean, that's July for you. That's all we choose July, but... Because of COVID, I'm mean, going to do September. So it won't be as hot, which is nice for setting up, you know, yeah. and for building everything. But um, And it'll be a lot more nighttime sets because the sun sets earlier in September. So you'll have yeah. a lot more nighttime sets, which is kind of cool. You know, the band, it's just always more fun at night. Yeah. It's the, the yard gets scary at night. I'm like, I can't keep an eye on everything. I can't see what's going on. Yeah. It's just like a thousand people. I'm like, please, nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of the tree fort. Yeah. I mean, that's why I took down the steps to it because people would go up there. Yeah, I was probably one of them. You might have I mean, been. I, I know I've been up there quite a few Did, times. You went to the platform? Yeah. It's yeah. cool, right? Yeah, it's fun to watch DZ Festival yeah. up there. And then it, I remember it getting banned for probably good reason. Because <laughs> most of these people are, you know, a lot of these guys are drinking and yes. then think that they can do this stuff. And it's like, it, that's not a little, you know, I mean, that's a pretty good climb. 50 for, feet up. Yeah, if you yeah. don't know what you're doing, it's scary. You could die. Yeah. And that's what I've been aware of. Like, there's people like you who I know probably could do it easily, just yeah. knowing your uh, abilities. But not everyone's like that. You get a little drunk. You're like, I could do that. And um, people would climb up there and uh, get really scared. And people would go in the DZ and try to do sketchy stuff. So I blocked off the DZ. 
yeah. for the sh- for the DC Fest because we used to leave it open. You're allowed to hang out in there. I remember. I and that I hear some bad stories, and I was like, I don't like that. Just like you know, people probably trying to do drugs and stuff. It's like an enclosed shack in a music festival <laughs> backyard. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So I was trying to be nice, and then I realized like I can't be that nice. So I locked it, and then I took away the ability to climb up to the platform. Yeah. And that was I was able to sleep better at night when I did that. But um. That's so funny that you went up there. Do you know how many times you went up there? Was it like every year until you couldn't? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And I was always sober for DZ Fest, so it was like I, you know, I, I. But yeah, I remember you. I remember you saying something, not to me, uh, but I remember you saying like you were going to close it off, and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it like, was, it's just when you have that many people and it's dark, and people are really drinking, doing other drugs too. Yeah, do your drugs after you. You know, like do, yeah. do your drugs either before or when you go. Go home. to the platform. Look at DZ Fest from 50 feet up. Then do your drugs. Come back down, then do your drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, see, there is a smart way to consume drugs. There really is, and that's one of them. But, uh, yeah, that was – I miss being able to go up there during it, but I was like, you know what, whatever. It's I got to focus on the ground and the stages and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's crazy now. It's weird. It's been fun seeing it grow and the bands, having different bands come through. Yeah, multiple days now. I mean, that's – that's cool. It's How, it's going in a great direction. I just know what to do. It's like in a yard. Like it's what's the end result, you know? I've yep. been asked that a lot after now it's 10 years. It's the 10th one. So I'm just kind of like. I do <laughs> I do have a goal of someday playing one of the morning slots at DZ Fest. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get my. Are you my, in a band? No. <laughs> no? I'm not. I play I play music, but um, yeah, I'm not in a band right now. Just solo music? Uh, just, yeah, just any. <laughs> just, I, you should show me. I want to hear it. All right. I, yeah. I never knew you played music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My whole life. What do you play? I mean, no, okay, not not music in general. I played the drums as a kid. Okay. Like, growing up, I played all through from 10 years old till 18, 19. Mm-hmm. I played in the marching band, played snare drum specifically. Okay. But um, I play a little piano, play guitar, sing. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Do you have anything recorded? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> off camera, dude. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it off camera. <clears throat> yeah, I'm work. I'm I'm. This th- it's funny you talk about the pandemic stuff. Now, this past like, I don't even know a couple months. I've been like writing some rhythm guitar parts and writing some lyrics. So I'm gonna try to record some stuff soon. That's cool. Let me know as soon as oh. I finish lyrics. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes the hardest part for some people. Yeah, I get I get like some some kind of stupid lyric stuck in my head, and then it's like that's the only thing that fits. From that point on, like I use it as like a way to get the melody of of what I'm gonna write, mm-hmm. and then that like those random words get stuck. I'm like, oh, I gotta use these words now. You so, get married to them, yeah. Kind of like I have to use them. I have to use them because those are the foundation words for the melody. Do you write the lyrics first? No, the melody first. No, it no. comes after. I don't write anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I I barely know how to write, but no, yeah, I, yeah, I uh, I usually start playing a guitar part, and I'm like, all right, I'll try to come up with something mm-hmm. for that. There's a different method for everyone. Like, I'm sure you can apply it to, like, skateboarding. Like, I'm sure there's a different way to attack a certain trick with certain concepts, ideas, how to land it a certain way. Like, there's no right or wrong way. There's so many different methods to getting in. It's the same thing with music. It's like some people write a song. They write lyrics. They attach it to it. They don't. They write a poem. Like, the way I do it is I write straight-up poems and then attach it to the song. Like, I force it. I just make it fit. In any way I can, but some people don't do that. They write, they have a melody in their head, they're humming it. 
they write lyrics that fit it, and then they write a song to it. There's just so many different methods. Sometimes they just write the guitar part. Someone else writes the lyrics for it. It's there's yeah. no right or wrong way. It's it's getting over that mental hurdle in your head as a creative person to just be like, accept it for what it is. Do what works for you. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty good at writing a couple lines. Mm-hmm. And like having, I have the whole song, you know, on guitar, and then I have a couple lines, and then I'll, I'll practice it, and then I get so, like, just can't, can't get over it, and then I just move on to something else, and then I start a new guitar song, and then I mm-hmm. have that. So I have like a good little blend, but no... Uh, no completed songs. Yeah. Do you uh, do acoustic or electric guitar? Or both? Acoustic. Acoustic. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's weird when you, like, do it a lot and you're immersed in that world. It's strange to look back to people that are um, trying to, like, still try to work it out. And you're, like, kind of like, again, I keep going back to skateboard. And, like, if I were to go out there with the skateboard, I would be so nervous. I wouldn't know what I'm doing. I'd be, like, I can't connect these dots. And you'd be, like, oh, just do this. you bend my trucks, yeah. get, get ready, and then just go out there and do some crazy grind something. Can you do a, a hard flip? Yeah. I knew I it. love hard flips. Uh, I think I've seen you do a hard flip once, and I was like... Hard flips are my trick. How do you One do a hard flip? They're so hard to do. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're a lot easier for me than some other tricks. Wow. Can you yeah. do a nollie flip under flip? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nollie flip, I'll, I'll take a nollie flip. That's that's the one trick I always name to see, like... I'm gonna, oh, yeah, product placement. <laughs> that <laughs> was Felicia. funny. When you showed up with that, you're like, I got some coffee. And I was like, oh, I got coffee. Yeah, he's, this is, this is garbage. Dessert, dessert yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, this is like chocolate milk for coffee. It is. I'm slowly sipping on it because I had, I had some coffee earlier and I was like, I'll sip on this, whatever. Yeah, it's not, if you, if you don't think of it as coffee, it's good. For me. It's like a coffee dessert. There's espresso in it. So it's like. Mm. It's got that sugar. You, when you mix espresso and sugar, it gets weird. It's too much. It's perfect for me. I'm weird. So, it's right up my alley. Oh, I, I just like I'm wiry. I've like not had so much sugar that now when I have it, it like it, it gets to my head. Like I, I just will have straight black coffee, and like my sugar is mostly from fruit, and like that's it. Not a lot of added sugar. So now when I do have stuff that has added sugar, I'm just like, oh man. It's, yeah, it makes you more up. tired afterwards too. Yeah, it's like you'll have crash. the highs and the lows. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, but then you wonder like. What is going on with me? Should I be consuming this? If it's doing this, if it's that drastic, like I could feel the difference. Yeah. Maybe I should think about it more. Maybe everyone should. Yeah. Oh, I'm sugar's the culprit. Big advocate for I'm I'm a little lazier now than I used to be, but yeah. definitely I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get um I'm thinking about something in the coffee and then I'm thinking about something bouncing back and forth. Yeah, sugar it's <clears throat> like, I've been more aware of it because, like, my, my grandparents were diabetic. My parents are. And I did, like, the 23andMe, the genetic one, where it tells you more about health things. Ooh. And it said, like, I was, like, 38% more likely to develop diabetes. So I put all of their health and anecdotal experiences together, couple it with my other family that has diabetes, and then that. And I was like, all right, I think I have enough uh, information to to – deduce that I should probably be very careful with with sugar and diabetes and I've been much better with it and I noticed yeah you look good thank you thank you look good I could see some muscles there and stuff yeah yeah it's it's, good man now it's just an obsession now it's just maintaining yeah that's that's the hard part it's so much more fun when you have like a goal like I want to lose 10 pounds or 20 or 30 and you're like that strive is so it's daunting but it's fun when you start seeing progress every week you're like a pound less two one two and when you get there, you're like, now what? Yeah. Oh, now I got to just keep this forever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
when I when I started getting really into running last year, that, that I so I, I used to run like when I moved to the city and it was winter. I had nothing to do. That's when I started running. I was like twenty or nineteen, twenty somewhere in there, and then um, I was I was pretty into it throughout. You know my my life after that, just it was always kind of second to skating. But this last year, I was like, I need to get in shape and I need to do something good. And that was when I kind of kicked it up and I was like, all right, I want to run whatever. I want to jump up my mileage. And then I got into trail running, all that stuff. But when I was running like those heavy mile weeks, like I didn't think about anything eating wise. Like I actually probably ate less when I'm running than I do when I'm just sitting at home. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's the beauty of the psychology of working out. You start, uh, you start to just think differently, and you focus on different things. You're you're tired all the time because you're working out. So like, I sleep better now than I've ever had in my life. You you realize you need, if you want to maintain like that run or that walk, those miles every day, you need clean fuel. You need better fuel, otherwise you won't operate well. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's where you start taking away the sugars and like the bad fats. You know, you start focusing on like better stuff, better fuel, certain. Certain uh, vegetables, certain fruits, certain meats, if you eat meat, like all that stuff adds up. Yeah. And it kind of goes hand in hand. So like it's, it's this great snowball effect when you start trying to be more health conscious and you start doing those crazy workouts and you're tired and you're exhausted. You're like, I don't really want a burrito or a pizza right now. I want like a salad with like, you know, black beans and a nice clean dressing because now that when I wake up tomorrow to do this again, I'll feel better. Oh yeah, and nobody wants to be like puking in their mouth while they're running. No, because <laughs> I've yeah, it's like no, I've done it though. But I love uh, you puked in your mouth while running. <laughs> like you're like almost there. It's like if you eat like like spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, if you eat spaghetti or something with like tomato sauce, you're like you could feel it when you're running. It's like it's just burning right mm-hmm. here. I'm like, oh, it's no good. Yeah, but, yeah, it's weird. You find yourself doing more healthier stuff when you do more healthier things, and then you see the effects of it on the people around you and can kind of build up like all oh, my friends and I roommates have all been on this health kick kind of just feeding off each other like now we have expectations for each other like oh did you do your workout this morning like oh yeah. you want to go on the walk later accountability and, mirror yeah just kind of like you see someone doing pull-ups you're like oh, no, I gotta do pull-ups and it's just like this fun and everyone's just been doing better with it but um it's a lot better than you know going on the internet and being preachy like oh you got to do this and that it's like it's better when you see it like yeah. if your friend your parent your roommate's just being healthier and talking about it being positive, showing results, it's a nicer in real person than it is getting it through the internet. But it's another thing COVID woke me up to. I was like, man, if it's about your immune system to like deal with this thing, maybe I should like try harder and like be healthier so I could, if I do get it, it won't affect me or hurt me or kill me. Yeah. And so that was another big push too. But I also was a lot healthier when I was younger and it brought me back to that. I feel like I'm like 22 again. It's been great. Yeah. You know, I hate, I hated getting larger and like overeating and then not feeling i remember like yeah you eat twice as much you're twice as tired yeah it's twice like, as tired i gotta roll out of bed i can't pop up out of bed how about tying your shoes oh, you ever everything. feel that yeah I, you go down like, in the belly that, that was the turning point for me it was like i got up to and I, like i went from probably like my lightest i'm not like and there's guys that are naturally like they're like six foot 130 or something it's crazy mm. but like the lowest i got down to maybe like 145 and then just over the years, like my normal weight's probably like 160 something. And I, I got up to like the mid 180s, you know, f- and for me, that was like the biggest I ever was. And I remember just like going to tie my shoes and being like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's Something not there. good. Yeah, that's yeah. for me. That that was, and it was it just just starting to run again. It was hard at first. I was yeah. like, 
it, it for because I went from running a pretty good amount to like nothing, and then all of a sudden it was like two two mile run. I was like, I was done. Yeah. But then it's kind of cool because then, you know, three months later I could run 15, 20 miles so in one just, sitting. Like, yeah. You do any um, marathons? Yeah, I did, and I did an. Uh, well, I did a marathon in August, and it was. A, I like so I switched up my whole running mind. It was now I like doing. I like doing like runs with elevation, like single track trail runs, mm-hmm. I, I, more than like road and stuff. So, I did a I did a run in Indianapolis in August. It was a it was a marathon, and um, it was just all like off road, you know, like a paved tra- or a multi use gravel. gravel trail. Yeah, dirt. And then uh, I did an ultra marathon in November in Payless. What's an ultra marathon? Thirty one point one miles. What makes or it or thirty one point. Hmm? What makes it an ultra marathon? Well, the marathon is the distance. So yeah. a marathon's twenty six point two. Right. Makes it ultra because you have to do that and then run an extra six miles. So twenty thirty two point two. It was well, it was thirty thirty one point eight. So okay. yeah, extra five point something. I wonder why the five point six. That sounds like an arbitrary number. It's a fifty kilometer run. Oh. Uh, yeah. So once okay, you, yeah, that makes once sense. you get past yeah, so there's there's fifty kilometers, fifty miles. There's uh, you know, like 100Ks or 91Ks, sometimes they do like 100K, mm-hmm. which is, I think it's like 62 or 64, something like that. What's well, 100K? If it's 3.1 for 5, you times that by 20, you got your 3 times 20, you got your 60, and then 0.1 times 20 would be another 2, so 62. Yeah, 62. Okay, that was right. right. Yeah, that, right? that was my first number, okay. so good. Yeah, yeah. 62. And I'm then, here till the weekend, people. That was good. That's <laughs> impressive. I'm um, a nerd. I, no, that's... I uh, use... My most popular app is my calculator. I use the calculator a lot. And I try not to ever use it, so think about that. So what I do is I just, if I ever have to do math, I just try so hard. It's my own way of, like, keeping my brain as sharp as I can keep it. Like, people play Sudoku. I like to analyze music, do math for fun, and play chess. Like, that's how I try to keep my brain sharp, you know? So when there's even, like, the most simplest thing, like, don't use a calculator. And when it gets really hard percentages, I just sit there. I'm like, I got to figure this out. And then what I'll do is I'll double check it just to make sure it's right, but I'll like sit there sweating over how to get to the answer. I'm the exact same way, except <laughs> I'm slower than you at it. <laughs> now, and so, so if I if like I know, okay, I know you're quick at it. I'm gonna let you have it because you got it. <laughs> and me, me would be like, all right, extra two minutes. All right, got it, got it. Yeah. But, no, yeah. it's um, it's like anything else. Um, some people are better at it than I. It's a skill set. I've just been practicing my whole life, just like doing measurements, memorizing numbers, trying to keep up with it. Again, kind of like, it's kind of for fun. I get, ex- <laughs> it sounds so nerdy. I get excited about like trying to like figure out math problems and stuff. No, that's not nerdy at all. That's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. I love getting like. Maybe we're just nerds. <laughs> yeah, like at, but at work and stuff, like we'll, we're doing, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll skip past work and all that stuff. But yeah, at work, um, we do like a lot of restoration projects or, you know, we're, we're clearing out invasive plants in larger areas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we want to total our acres and stuff. So a lot of times we'll just, you know, you got to convert whatever square feet to acres or, mm-hmm. you know, you go on Google maps, get the square footage and then, you know, the conversion and stuff like that. But I love, uh, my favorite thing to do now is like, if I, you know, depending on the size of the area, I think I was telling you earlier, there was a wildfire out by Bartell. Gra- Am I close enough? Sorry. I mean, there was a wildfire out by Bartell grasslands and, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a spur of the moment thing. I I go out there to look at it afterwards, and 
the guy, uh, the fire department was like, oh, yeah, it's about 30 acres. And I look at it, I'm like, not even fucking close. There's no way. So I started, you know, started walking it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to click my app and just run around the burn acre or the burn unit. It ended up being 190 acres. But um, it's a lot of acres to burn. Yeah. Random fire? Uh, no, I have a theory that it's a serial uh, arsonist for a season, for the season. Has There's that a, been happening a lot? There were four in that exact area within the spring season. So Sounds I, like a serial arsonist. Yeah. Let's go I, find them. And I, I think, I, I think I don't know the, the person, but I think I know who it is. I think it's a volunteer. Because we get some, we get some volunteers for the forest preserves that some Dexter stuff going on. They think know. they run it, you know, like they're, they're die hard about their site. And I, I'm not saying that's no, no, is, you're but, saying it. Let's figure but, this yeah, out. <laughs> I, I think I really do think I think it's someone that knows what they're doing because they're burning right up to the other burns, and they're burning on days where the conditions are, are very dangerous for burning. Like like a, a day where winds very dry. Yeah, and I think they're using that to be like, oh wildfire you know and it just happens to be right where they left off the other burn how do you know it's not familiar or because it's days after that burn's done yeah yeah so we have contractors that go in and they burn an area and i have the you know i have the maps for it and i know the units and then all of a sudden there'll be you know 190 acres is a lot of what is the um burning what does the burns do around here like what 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 is it what are the pros what are the cons it's pretty much all pros what are the, pros? the uh, well, native plants like uh, Illinois native plants are tolerant to burns because they've been they've been happening for so long. Native it's been Amer- burning so hard; they're like an adult. Yeah, Native Americans <laughs> can't burn them anymore. Native they're... Americans used to burn the land, uh-huh. I, I, you know, for clearing. But I, I don't know. I don't know too much the science behind yeah. it, but I know they did it, and it's been so. All the a lot of like the native plants are tolerant to burning. Tolerant how? Like they just won't burn. They'll burn, but they'll regrow. Oh, they'll regrow. Yeah. Got it. So okay. they have like deeper root systems or, you know, yeah. they know what to do in layman's They're terms. smart. They're yeah. Smart. They're more smarter than the invasives. The invasive plants that were brought here or- Which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. They're not tolerant to burn because they're not used to being burnt. So when you burn, you know, like when you burn a prairie, all the native plants to that prairie will come up and hopefully some of the, the invasive plants and the invasive plant seeds get burnt. And now what are back. what is wrong with having the invasive plants here? They outcompete the native plants. They're I don't know. So they're smarter, huh? They're smarter. Yeah, they're not as good. They you know like they take over an area. Like here, let me. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Not not everybody gets to see, but I'll I'll show you uh, kind of like a before and after of what an area will look like. But eventually, like the mature trees will even get out. Um, the ma- the mature trees will get kind of. Outcompeted. So this is this is uh, before clearing for an area of what the forest looked like. You can see there's there's buckthorn everywhere, honeysuckle in there and stuff. And a lot of the smaller trees don't get any sunlight or any mm-hmm. any room to grow. The forest there is the 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 plant life on the forest floor is pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. So this is like oh wait no that's not the one. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> That's after. This, this is after. This is when you cleared out the area. So now yeah. what remains in the area is some more mature oak trees, some younger hicker, hickory trees, and younger oaks. And they just oaks. grow back. Yeah, and now what you'll see eventually in, in the, the floor is new plant life will grow up. Mm-hmm. I see it right now. Like how often... Do they do this? Because everywhere I walk, I see it all the time. Yeah, so never well, that's because you're in the special zone. You're in Palis. They do probably the most restoration work. I never stop seeing it. Like 
The other day we went on a walk and it's just everything's burnt. You see new green growing. Yeah. Dead trees above. It's very interesting. You see it so much that I'm like, is this just never ending? They just do it all year round? Just they don't stop? They, yeah. They have, they have armies of contractors that come in and do a lot of this work. It's, it's amazing. So right? like, this might sound like a dumb question. If you start from scratch and you burn everything, then where are they invasive? They just come from different winds bringing in more plants like seeds yeah so like you're you're not going to kill i mean restoration projects are a long process like it's not just like one and done yeah it's like five years of follow-up minimal sometimes 10 sometimes forever you have to keep constantly monitor and keep track so um they'll come in a lot of this t- like a lot of it is like the 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 brunt of the work up front if that's the word i think yeah, brunt right that's a sure, word that isn't sounds it? like it works <laughs> i think it's a word uh <laughs> But a brute, I don't know. The brute of the brunt of the burn buries. Here, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep the buries bees. the borrow birds who borrow the baggage of to bird. bind together <laughs> the bending of the branches. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bark. The beautiful bark of the bending branches. of the branches. There you <laughs> there go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um. I was gonna say, I forgot now. I took you off my my no, bee my poem. Yeah, you started. Yeah, you started getting me going now. <laughs> now I'm like never, 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 never. So restoration. Yes. So yeah, the the brute. <laughs> yeah. Brute force originally is is clearing out like mature invasive plants like buckthorn, honeysuckle, and just basically like bulldozing that site and clearing out huge areas. Then it's following up with like the resprout work, but when they use, do these huge areas, they have to use machinery. So they use like forestry cutters with with like skid steers, you know. Whatever. So what what will originally happen is they'll mulch like the 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 uh, the uh, no, what do they go? My words aren't working right now. Um, the uh, blades, the blades on the mowers, they're more of like a chipper blade, so. You'll see, like, after they come flying through everything, you'll see it looks just like the whole area looks like it's mulched almost. Yeah, like, just it does. with like huge, just wood chips huge pieces. Everywhere. Yeah. So nothing grows there for a little bit. But you'll see, like, where they worked two or three years ago, you'll see natural plant species growing through again. Mm-hmm. And usually, and once they do that, then they'll burn it one time or, you know, like, they'll burn the leaf litter that falls. And then some of the invasive seeds that are there will go. And then, and they, they do this with all these hundreds and hundreds of acres. Like they just constantly are trying to keep up with all of it. They're so trying like they to work. keep up with a lot. Yeah, yeah. Lot we burned. So I, it's not in my department, but I'll go out and burn with. I I really like burning, so I'll go out with like the resource management department. Break some glass out there. Yeah, just <laughs> the fire. Yeah, you you'd really if you think breaking glass is fun, lighting entire areas on fire is. How do you so maintain fun. it? Like, how's it not get out of hand? Wind conditions, science. Yeah. That's, <laughs> science, that's <what> kids. <laughs> science is the biggest thing. Well, it's a pain in the ass sometimes because depending on where you're at, like if you're doing like a woodland burn, that's a little a little easier because it's 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 a little easier to control, I think, because if you light a grassland on fire, there's like it's if if the wind takes the embers or anything, it's it's really hard to maintain. Like mm-hmm. we we'll, we burned at Orland grasslands before. And we had to we had to backburn. So like the wind, okay, the wind's going northbound. So it's a south it's a south wind, which means it's going north. We're burning an area that's you know 240 acres. 
we had to walk at the very north end of it and burn patches of uh, 10 feet wide sections all the way down. It takes like three hours to do. So you're just burning these little tiny pieces and extending the 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 burn line. Yeah, to have a gap. Yeah. yeah. So do you it can't use jump. water? Do you soak anything? Or, yeah, so yeah. We, we have like an army of a crew there. It's like you'll have three or four people with backpacks. You'll have a pumper truck, you know, with like an actual fire truck hose. A second one on like a ATV, like a gator. And then there's a couple people lighting. There's a couple people with like flappers to put stuff out. And you're just you're just like 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 a hawk, just watching that line, making sure nothing jumps over, and and eating. You know, if you're on this side of the line, you're eating smoke the whole time because uh, the grass fires are like the grassland fires or prairie fires. Not bad for you. The smoke. Yeah, it's probably probably. I mean, I, I'm I've been pretty lucky to not be on that side. Yeah. But there's like old there's. They don't give you usually, like ventilators or something, a usually, respirator, whatever they give you. You can yeah, you have the option, but uh, usually it's like the old guys that smoke cigars. Yeah, they'll sit fine. there. And, yeah, they'll sit there, and uh, most of the time they're in the truck though, so like they're there if they need to get out. Yeah, but like they're not breathing in as much. What about the animals? They just flee. So you, that's why we burn in very specific times. There's a like there's a fall burn season and and a spring burn season, and it's usually a really small window. For both of them. I've noticed them both. Yeah, the fall, even smaller than the spring a lot of times. Because you have to wait till either the ground freezes the first time, like there's till there's a frost, and, and all the small animals go underground. And same thing in the spring. Like you're waiting, you or you're doing it after the it's it's dry enough to burn, but before all the animals come out. So like deer, deer can outrun a burn, no problem. Yeah, deer, leave. Yeah. But small animals, we try to burn in very specific times, so like even like like snakes and like the gross Screw animals. Screw those snakes. Yeah, we 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 work around their schedule. Yeah, so. the toads. Yeah, because so, if you um, burn, and that's the thing is like about that serial arsonist guy. Like he, oh, they, it's a guy, huh? Or girl? Yeah, uh, no, it's a, we all I know it's, it's a guy. I think it's a guy. We all know it's a guy. Whenever something is serial, we know it's a guy. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. So I think there's, I, I like they were burning. Th- two or three weeks after we stop burning for the year. So, like, there's animals above the ground at that point, oh, which no. could be a problem. That's so, sad. Yeah. It's messed up. And I had to, like, part of part of when I was out there, I'm, like, walking through the unit to see if there's any dead animals or anything so I could. My goal this year is to help you catch this person. I, I think we could do it. I think if anybody could do it, it's Michelle because she is, <laughs> she should be working for the FBI. Why? Just saying. Because she's just an investigator, just naturally. Okay. She is, um... Curious and, um... All right, the three of us will team up. We'll, we'll find Yeah, we'll yeah. Find, I'll find the, the brightest minds. She's we'll suspicious of, about everything. Yeah. Everything. Everyone. Everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how... I was telling you earlier. That's how I ended up getting a rabies shot because she's just so paranoid Isn't about that it. not, like, the easiest shot? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It, it wasn't... I had... No, it was seven shots. Seven shots, and I didn't even get bit by anything. I got... So Halloween, <laughs> two thousand yeah, on Halloween there were two cats fighting in the front yard. Not they weren't black cats, but they were cats. There were two fighting. There were two cats fighting in the yard, and I'm like, shit, I gotta stop this because one of them was the cat I liked. Okay, I hated the other cat, but one of them was Cat Stevens, our cat, and he was fighting this other cat in the front That's yard. That's a great name, by the way. I named him. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I so I run downstairs. We had a bat problem in our house already. This is like an ongoing thing. Bats problem. Bats in the house. 
Yeah, okay. multiple times. So first it was just bats in the basement. <laughs> and, then, oh and then Michelle to this day does not want to go in the basement. But a couple times I went downstairs, there was a bat in the basement. I'm like, that sucks. Everybody else was like, fuck this. So eventually it was bats in the house. I'll get How to are that. they getting in? They're just fucking bats. And I live, I live so in... when you bust out that I bee, live in Old bee, Orleans. Bee be going in you. I, well, Hit that bat. There's a lot to this story, and I'll, I'll get to it. So I, I go run into the basement to get uh, a fishing net that I had for catching bats. And as I go, and I wanted to break up the cats, but I needed the fishing net. Yeah. So I, I go running down the stairs as right as I, I must have spooked the bat. Right as I was going downstairs, he went flying up the stairs and just went boom, like right into my head. And then he flew off. And then I, I told Michelle about it, and she didn't want to share drinks anymore. Biggest she didn't mistake want, of your life. Yeah. She didn't want to share drinks with Did me. Did even leave a I mark? Just, just bounced nothing. off you. No mark, no nothing. But she was not, she was like, nope, you're going to get rabies. Oh I'm not God. not kissing you anymore, Not nothing. I don't want it. You're a rabid in her book. So I went and got seven fucking rabies shots. <laughs> and it's in the stomach, right? No, it's different now. No, it was three shots in my legs. And then one in my arm. Wow. And the ones in my legs, it was like nine milliliters of fluid. So I felt like I had water bottles in my legs. Oh, my God. And then three follow-up shots afterwards. They haven't come up with a better method, huh? No. No. <laughs> four. And, it, and and you can't get it at a doctor's office. You have to go to the emergency room. Wow. So four ER visits. And that's never fast. No. And they count it as four ER visits. Even though I just go in there to get a shot and it's scheduled, still. So financially. Yeah. Yeah, emergency room copay. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, any more bat problems? Yes. You still have bat so, problems? No, no, now, now no. Okay. No, so. How long does the shot work for? Like, are you good for life? I think it's like eight years or something. Oh, Maybe even bummer. ten. Yeah, so I'm good for a little while. I don't, <laughs> I can do whatever with bats and smack them around. But after that, there was another time we were upstairs, and now the bats have gotten into our regular house. We're sitting there, and all of a sudden here. Actually, Michelle caught it with her super hearing. It was like, <laughs> I love your bat. <laughs> yeah, it was like some weird little, like they have like a really fast, like rapid mm-hmm. flying. I didn't even catch, and I was sleeping or something in the room. She comes again and she's like, there's fucking bats in the house. <laughs> and I'm like, I was sleeping, I'm like, uh, uh. she's like, you got to get them. So I'm sitting there and I actually caught a bat with a glove in our kitchen and I put them in a little, I feel bad we, like, tortured this bat. I put put them in a little, like, food container. I popped a couple holes in it, and I called. She let it outside, or? No, 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 we didn't, no. She wanted that shit tested. We wanted to find out if it had rabies, because we didn't know. (laughs) I would have just left that out. This is very dramatic. But but the kids were upstairs sleeping. Now, they're not babies, so they could tell you if they got bit. But she was like, maybe they bit him in their sleep. They didn't even know. We don't know where the bat went in the house, so I want it tested. I think you would know if you got bit by a bat while you were so sleeping. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, like I said, you, you, you let them win. Yeah. yeah. Just do what I'm told. All right. No problem. So I caught the, I caught the bat. I put the bat in a little food container. I call animal control. And I was like, I want to get this bat tested for rabies. It was in my house. The kids were sleeping. I don't know if they got bit. They're like, how old are the kids? <laughs> like, they're like... 15 and 13, like, wouldn't they know that? I'm like, just, just <laughs> yes, come get the bat. I, I agree, they would. <laughs> they're like, all right, well, they're like, we're, you know, we, we, uh, they only work from nine to five. So if, and if, 
If you ever have an animal incident where an animal attacks you after 5 p.m., you're <laughs> fucked. Because animal control will not do anything outside of their 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. So if you get caught up on the weekend, shit out of luck, bud. Animals don't attack me. I attack animals. Exactly. That's how I Same. I mean, I didn't... The the bat, he didn't really... I kind of felt bad. You ran into him. I ran... I busted into his territory, and he just got spooked. He wasn't going for me. But this story gets a little even... It gets even weirder. So animal control, useless. Can't get it. And and she's pretty much insistent on, we got to get this bat checked out. Because she's already starting to panic. One of us has got rabies. <laughs> so I call the uh, IDPH, the Illinois Department of Public Health. And I was like, I got this bat. Cook County Animal Control is useless. I need to get this thing tested. And they're like, well, we, we really prefer you to go through animal control. I'm like, I can't even get them to come get the bat. They're like, all right, we got a lab in the city. You can bring this thing in. We'll test it on the spot. And uh, we'll let you know. And I, I, I brought the... F- well, so you drove with a bat in a Tupperware container. Yeah, I had the bat in the Tupperware container just, for like half a day. Was it felt, sleeping, tra- chilling? No, he was nasty looking. <laughs> you know, he's in yeah. there. He's like, <laughs> like fro- he only has this much space. I felt just froze. I tortured the thing almost. Yeah, uh, I felt bad. Yeah, he's just doing the bat face, like yeah, and he's just kind of stuck like that. So I brought him to work with me. <laughs> On my lunch break, I drove into the city, and I brought him to. The Illinois Department of Public Health. Now, this is like, it was like 28 days later shit in yeah. that place. It was like, there were two guys there. <laughs> and they were just like, they were the bat, the Batman. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> they're like, they're like, dude, we really didn't, they're, well, they, they're like, we really don't want you to bring it to us. I'm like, I'm bringing it to you. Like, it's already decided. And they're like, all right, fuck, okay. Bring the bat in. Bring the bat in. He's like, all right, usually, you know, I just hand it off. I hand the bat off to. He's like, to have, he's like, oh, he's like, you gotta euthanize the bat before you bring it in. I'm like, nah, I'm bringing it in. You have to. Yeah, what they told th- me I have to kill it. What do they want you to do to it? <laughs> Smack it around. I don't know what they. I don't kill <laughs> bats for fun. So it's like, they're like, they're like, you really, you re- you need to, you need to kill this bat before you bring it in. I'm like. Not doing it. <laughs> Shake it a lot. Yeah, like drown. What I gotta, you know, waterboard it. No. Oh my god. So I don't. I don't kill it. I just bring it to them. They're like, "Did you kill it?" I'm like, "No." They're like, oh, "Fuck." Okay, we'll kill it. So <laughs> I hand I hand the Tupperware container and the bat to the guy. He takes it in back. He's like, writes down. He's like, write your number down on this piece of paper. Okay. Here's my here's my my name. I'm gonna call you this afternoon. It's just on like a torn off piece of paper. <laughs> this is nothing like official about this. Is this is a scientist probably. This is a serious, like this is a full on scientist yeah. doing God knows what in this rabies lab. He just hands me a piece of paper, like <laughs> torn up notebook paper. Like this is my, this is my name. I'm calling in a little bit. Calls me back. He's like, bat was negative. Didn't have rabies. So, Who would have thought? Yeah. I didn't think it had rabies. But, no. But, That's really funny though. All That's right, extreme. Bat. Yeah. Hey, it was it was like a full on yeah, it was a thing. You went to some crazy lab, like some Stranger Things lab, huh? Yeah. That's fun. There were two people there. They're like, we think, didn't even think know. Think about the it. things those guys know. That yeah. Work it, in those places. And they seemed like they knew it. They're like, fucking did you kill it? <sighs> Fuck. No, I'm gonna right. kill it. I wonder how he did it. Did he go back, just drink his coffee and just shake the crap out <laughs> yeah, of it? <laughs> yeah, like I, I wanna think that he like just stuck He's it just with like, like a little needle, but there's just a live bed in a container. It's not like you could just pull off the lid. The thing would probably be like. That's when it would probably bite yeah. you right away. Yeah. You pull that lid off. Yeah. So I don't know how he killed it. I don't know oh if he just. Oh, my God. Just like 
drown? I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> think. I don't like to think about it. I don't. I'm not one to kill animals, but like, I'm all about self defense. So, yeah, you know, if something's in the house. I'm probably gonna kill it. At bad just is what yeah. it is. He didn't. Deserve I don't want it, to, but but it's in the house. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, man. Right. I think every time I mow the grass, I push you know the whole acre of land, and probably every other time, like a, a snake, a mouse, a frog, I hit. I mean, I don't see them. They're like yeah. in the grass. You don't know, but kill a lot of things. And then I think about like all the stuff that machinery kills. Yeah. You know, all the time, like, even those fires, like, you try to avoid, but something's going to die. Yeah. You're going to, from an insect all the way up, something's going to die. I get bummed when I kill the snakes, too, because they're so dramatic. Like, I I'm, I always I always kill them line, like, I remember, like, back in the day, always killing them, like, line trimming. Like, all of a sudden, they'd be right at that fence line or something, mm-hmm. and I'd barely nick it. I'd be like, dude, you're fine. And you'd be like, ugh. <laughs> like, dude, you just, think like, about the machinery like, you're using and how small they are. Yeah. Like, imagine being, like, this big. Yeah. And this weed whacking machine is just flying at who knows how many RPM, and it just hits you. I know it hurts as a human. Imagine yeah. as something oh, that yeah. small. I know takes you out. I get mad at them for for me killing them yeah. on accident. It's the same yeah. thing with mice. Like, you know, I live in an old house, and we're in fields and forests. I've had mice come through my whole life, and it's amazing how easy it is to like just one's walking, like you're sweeping, one runs across, and you sweep and you hit it, and it kills it. Like yeah. they're so small, like it doesn't take much force to kill it. No. And I don't want to, but it's like, it is what it is, you know? But, yeah, that's the garter snakes. I Those die the most, probably, when mowing the grass. Because they, they're so camouflaged, and they slide underneath the blades, you can't even, nope. can't even see Yeah, them. that's my highest body count, I think, too. Oh, my God, yeah. You don't even know, like, I'll be doing the grass, and the stupid dogs <clears> are <throat> rolling around in it. For some reason, dogs love rolling in snakes that are dead. And don't ask me snakes. why. They eat snakes? It's gross. They <laughs> yeah. smell so bad. I'm like, oh, no, another dead snake. It's dogs the are, worst smell. Dogs are animals. Yeah, they really are. I mean, they're, they are animals, they're but like dogs. they're animals. Dogs are dogs. Is the reason why like certain women will call certain men dogs? Like, yeah, they like rolling and shit, <laughs> eating dead shit. Not nah, just just want to eat, sleep, drink, and play. Yeah, just now, like dogs. Cats are just assholes. Like cats, cat, cats are totally different. They're they're uh they're dickheads. Yeah, they really are. I love them. I so do I. Yeah, right. I, I know. I know. The, like Bo, the doggy who you're petting. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's. I see a dog. That's who I like. I I I feel like a connection. To dogs more yeah. than probably humans even. Dogs like are I so see a special. dog. I'm like, that's my buddy for they're the night. They're so much fun. Yeah, he's God. just like, just rub my stomach. I'm gonna lay on the couch. <laughs> We're cool. Cats. They're like, I don't know if you're good enough my, for me. Yeah, like you're know. lucky to me in my presence. <laughs> Like they do that little snooty, like, hmm. And yeah, stick and their tail up. <laughs> they like rub up again. Here. I can grab a bird out of the air. What can you do? Yeah, and it is amazing. <laughs> it, is it is amazing. Like, Watching them hunt, you're like, oh no. That's about to take a mouse, a bird. They can kill anything. Yeah, a dog they do is that, like, like weird little lion thing that they mm-hmm. do where they like get their shoulders ready and they're like, Rrr. they could leap six feet onto nothing. You can't, like, how are you sticking to that? There's no traction. They're just like yeah. on it. No, they're cool. They're so different. Like my roommate and I, he's a cat person, and I'm an I'm an animal person in general. But I, I gravitate towards dogs. Had it my whole life. Properly in this neighborhood, everyone's got dogs. All the dogs hang out in the neighborhood. It's really fun. They all just roam the yards together, and I don't know. There's like that pack that comes with it. But I've always liked cats. They just they're so standoffish, and they're just not as a uh, they're not they're not as annoying. Dogs can be quite annoying with their whining and their barking. Yeah. You know, Bo. Whines and barks all day at everything. Every sound he has to bark and whine at it. And he's big, so his bark is loud and deep. Yeah. Whereas, like, cats, they're just kind of like, they don't do that, but they don't have that, like, come up and 
pet my belly and rub with me and greet every person and be happy and yeah, lick looking, things. You you could sometimes cats just stare at you from like a distance in the dark and they're just weird. <laughs> but I do have a good cat impression. Like I, I I have a couple animals I do, but I'll have to back up. I'll do my cat. I have a okay. I have a cat fighting impression. Okay. <clears throat> Gotta see. It's kind of me kind of loud. Okay. <clears throat> it's like. Wait, wait. <clears throat> For, further from the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a putting propeller, putting motor. Yeah, it's <clears throat> voice is a little raspy <laughs> with the headphones, but um, the dog yeah. one is just like, <gasps> I just like yeah. anytime they hear a sound, they have to like. <sighs> yeah, I heard the sound. <sighs> it's like barking at nothing. You don't even know where that's coming from. It's, you, yeah, it's the FedEx even, guy next door. Yeah, I don't, like, why do you even care? It's that territory they want, they have to protect their their pack, their kin. It's how they survive. Like, cats are just different. But, like, they have packs too, don't they? Like, lions and panthers and they're, stuff. They're super territorial. Yeah, but I never see them operating in packs the same way I see dogs. Do oh, they? absolutely. Do you? I never yeah. see it. Maybe it's they it's at maybe, night. Oh. They hunt at night. They're more nocturnal. They sleep at, during the day most of the time. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. <clears throat> there was some crazy thing. I just read it about it. It was lions versus hyenas. Mm-hmm. They had a straight up war at night over some territory. Like, I think it was, man, I can't even remember how long ago. It was like a crazy long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the lions ended up killing 35 hyenas, and the hyenas ended up killing six lions. And this was like a, a fight. That, it was like a straight up war that happened. Eventually, the lions got the territory. Oh, but, six, 35. Yeah. But <laughs> just imagine hyenas killing six lions now. That must have been a bloodbath because a lion, hyenas are pretty small compared to lions. So, like, to take them out, that must have been a mess. They must have took 10 of them to kill it, you know? Yeah. Those teeth. Whenever you see those lion, those teeth. Yeah, they're, like, this big. Oh, I just think about how that just goes right through you. No no questions asked. Just tearing nope. through you. Yeah, You're like, cheese. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they're sick. We had a, well, a lot of coyotes would be back here in the yard. And Bo, or the dog here, would have some standoffs with it. And I had to go out there a couple of times with a bat. I was about ready to smash something. And there was this coyote that, like, Bo would be sitting there. It was always in the winter in the snow. The coyote would come up and just, like, start rolling around and playing. And Bo would get a little bit closer, and he'd just kind of sit there standing his ground, like, barking at it. And it would just roll around, play, splash some snow. I was like, what is he doing? And I went out there with the bat, and it scared off. And then I went online, and I looked it up, like, coyotes playing with dogs. And they do it to entice the dog. And they slowly retract and try to get them to play, never getting too close. Bring the dog where they have a pack, and they just surround the dog and kill it. And Bo's huge. He's about 120 pounds, maybe three feet tall when he stands up. He's a big boy. Big boy. So I don't think they were fully trying to get him. They must. It would probably take you know a lot of coyotes to take him out. He's just so big. There's so many smaller dogs they can mess with. So I think they were just testing the waters, but he wasn't falling for it. But there's some little dogs that are, I'm concerned, like around here, I'm like, man, they need to be care- like tiny, like one of those little ones. You're like, yeah. Because the coyotes have killed, my neighbors got ducks. They killed some of their ducks. They've tried to get stuff. Um, I don't know. I was this close to getting like a high powered, um, what's it called? Not a, not a BB gun, a pellet gun to like just scare them away. Might have to shoot them. But like, I don't know. There's so many of them. I'd see them all the time. And they're scary. Hear them howling at night. Yeah, I got a No weird, joke. Everybody hates coyotes, but. I love coyotes. I don't know why. Like, I understand. I totally understand why everybody hates them. Like, they're just, they kill people's dogs. That's probably the biggest rap they got going for them. But 
they're just they're incredible because they're so smart. Yeah, like they've they've successfully survived deforestation yeah. and like thrived. Yeah. They're really like they go everywhere. They're now. Everywhere they're, they're in, like in every the city. state, right? Yeah, they're all they're thriving, and it's just because they're just so resilient. Like most animals, they die back when you take away their, their land habitat. and the forest. Yeah. They're like no. No, I'll, I'll take an alley. That's fine. Like, they're, that's just crazy to me. It's the dog in them. They have just enough dog yeah. and not enough wolf to just be like. Yeah, I'll, I'll make do. I'll make do. I'll find yeah, a pack. We'll hang coyotes. out. We'll eat some garbage. We'll eat an animal. Yeah. No, I don't I don't hate them at all. I, I love all animals. I just know, like, there's that point where it's like, well, it's intruding. It's trying oh, to yeah. hurt some the kids next door. Like, I might have to. And they definitely will. Out. They're nasty asses. Oh, yeah. I, I went out there. I have a, a long bow. <laughs> and I went out there with my last. This happened uh, this winter. I saw a coyote and, and the dogs were by it. And I went out with my bow and I just ran out there. I was like, I'm going to shoot this thing. I don't care yeah. at all. It ran away. But, I mean, they don't want to mess with. Once they see dogs and a human, they're like, what are we, we're yeah. not going to take oh, these yeah. people Oh, yeah. As soon out. as they, yeah. All but, those animals. But know. one person and a dog, a friend of mine, her uncle was walking <clears throat> a dog in Burbank. And a coyote came up, I think, too, killed the dog and hurt him. He had to go to the hospital. Wow. And he was just walking dog at night. So, yeah, you got to be careful. I'm glad Bo's big and I'm not very – I mean, I'm afraid of these animals, but I'm not. Like, if I had to, I'm going to run after them and scream and yeah. gra- grab a stick and swing at it. And yeah. I always joke about what I'll do to them when I catch them. I'm not going to probably do those things. But, yeah, yeah, it's. I think those animals are so ancient and have so much – intuition about how things work that they they really can smell fear you know i think all animals can it's so you have to go into them like you got to be vicious and show them like you're not afraid yeah a lot of animals can tell that and when you, once you're afraid it's it starts to get in your own head it's the same thing when, like when you see bugs around the house like once you're afraid of it it doesn't really help and it's hard not to be a lot of that i think could be like epigenesis epi, epigenesis like things coming through your body epigenetics that you can't control, like fear of heights, fear of water, fear fear of dark, fear of snakes, fear of spiders, fear of things that for, you know, a couple hundred thousand years have been killing you and your your family and your your genes, you know. So it makes sense, but it's not really conducive to helping the problem. Like the centipedes in the corner of the wall, the ones that freeze when the lights go on, it's like you can either freak out about it or you can just grab a toilet paper and like, you know, grab it. You can either kill it or you just put it outside, whatever you're, wherever you're, you know, philosophy lies, but yeah. yeah, my my fear of animals is definitely low. Well, you mean where you work, you probably see stuff all the time. Yeah, and just like like bugs, like spiders, I never feel like oh, like like I mm-hmm. I've I've gotten bit by spiders. Like I just at home, I, yeah. I I swear I had like a whole spider's nest in my basement at my <laughs> ma's. I'd wake up, I'd be like ah, got me again. You mm-hmm. know, like I that's definitely been. It's not as bad as you would think. Like when I I used to sleep in the DZ, like. Every night for years, I'd wake up with bites all the time. Bites here, I wake up like, "What is that? Is that a? It's not a, it's not a pimple. Oh, it's a spider bite. Like little things like that. You're like, it's fine. It's actually not as same thing with bee stings. Like unless you're allergic. Yeah. Did you ever get a shot before? It's not even as bad as that. Yeah. It's like it's nothing. It's this fear, the anticipation, the anxiety of the act itself usually gets people. That's how we always are. Like, you know, I bet. Like, were you nervous at all to come and and talk today in Um, any way, shape, or form? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, but, in, a, in a sense. But now but you're no. probably not. No, yeah. It's just the act, the thought of having to do anything can make you a little nervous. The act of, there is a spider. But maybe if you realize, like, that's not going to really do much. I could leave it, I could kill it, or I could take it and put it outside. Those are my three options. Yeah. But, but like, freaking out in fear isn't any of those options, and it's not going to do anything. 
No. And keep reinforcing that fear every time you just leave it and don't face it. Now, when it comes to, like, doing my laundry in the basement, there's still an instinct in my head, not anything animal-related, mm-hmm. that somebody's going to get you when you're, so, when you're going up the stairs. Someone's going to get you. Like, I still feel – I feel like a weird – I think there's ghosts in my house, and, and that gets further fueled by Michelle – She's, sure. she's in the ghost. Yeah. Are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I and I she when she feels something, I'm like, all right. Like she, she is not crazy by any means. But she <laughs> when she gets a feeling about something, she is always right. Like so, we we definitely think there's some ghosts in our house. But ghosts or spirits, what's the difference? I, what do you feel? I mean, I hope. Like I always hope it's like a Patrick Swayze ghost. What are you but, feeling? Like what what's giving you thoughts that you feel like there's a ghost in your house? Um. The temperature sometimes, or just like they're just—I don't know. It's like a feeling like somebody's there. Hmm. There's some, especially like I—I I don't know. I get up early in the morning, obviously every day for work, and sometimes I'll go in the living room and I'll just feel like somebody's there. Hmm. I don't know. Never have it. I—I I have like less of a reaction to it. I'm not. I'm like fifty-fifty. I don't care either way. You know, it's like, yeah. If you're there, cool. Like find something better to do. You know. Mm-hmm. But, um, it doesn't scare you. No. No. Now, Except for when you're going up the stairs with laundry. That isn't ghost-related, though. That's just, like, I think that just got drilled in my head so much as, like, a kid from scary movies. Uh-huh. That you always, like, I always feel like somebody's just going to grab your foot when mm-hmm. you're going up the stairs. Under the stairs, if there was an opening. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And there is. There's, like, a little pocket there that just, it's like, I'm like, yeah, get some running. And- it's You start realizing how much a lot of fears are just really in the head. The yeah. more you just you do a straight line to facing them, and they start to dissipate. And after a while, like fears are just all gone, and then real fears kick in, like the coyotes in the backyard. You know. See, that's that's where my problem is. I have like the opposite, like the real fears that should kick in. I don't like. I don't get those feelings. You get as the much. irrational fears. I get the like. Well, I get that irrational. That's my one. I have like. That's like the one that probably sticks with me that I can remember. It's mm-hmm. like. The, the feeling of, like, some, coming from somewhere dark inside the house. Now, you put me in a dark forest, I feel fine. Mm. Like, I don't feel anything. I could run in pitch black and just have, you know, a light or something. Most people are freaked out by that. Yeah. 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 Or, like, somebody attacking you. I never get those. That's maybe being we're, a guy we're, we're helps. Yeah. No, I've I mentioned many times to women, like, oh, you should go, like, yeah, no. walk down Keene. On, and they, I, I do it at night. They're like, wow, I would never do that. I'm like, yeah. why? They're like, are you kidding me? You know, I'm a 120 pound, five foot three woman. Like, why? Why would I walk in the forest? And I'm like, oh, I never even thought about that. It's yeah. not. It, that's something I've had to like come to terms with. Like, I don't think about those things at all. I, I walk with friends, walk freely any time of day, anywhere, without a fear. Yeah. And a lot of women don't, or won't, or can't. I got hit by a car pretty big. I forgot. I should have brought that up earlier. Whoa! I got hit by a car running down Southwest Highway before. Car was going 40 miles an hour. And it clipped me, like it hit me, it hit me in the front right corner of the vehicle, hit my elbow and my back, and it sent me flying into this ditch. And I'm like, you didn't break anything? No, no. Just some kind of bruise? Some kind of luck. Well, I thought I broke my elbow. My elbow was like, wouldn't straighten out. The car just kept going? Oh, yeah. No. So, yeah. 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 It was a hit and run. And... So I'm running. I got just got shorts on and headphones. I'm running on, you know, there's like gravel on the side of the road mm-hmm. there's just like a little right away area so i'm running down that this car veers off a little bit and just nails me mm. and i like i'm on the ground and i look and they like swerved into the opposite lane went like one mile an hour like to stop 
probably saw like me on the ground and they were just fucking took off. You didn't see the license plate? No. Too 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 dark and too too it was like too they were a little bit too far. Like they because they were going forty. So like by the time they actually slammed on their brakes and stopped, they were like a little bit out of my sight yeah. of what Yeah. Wow, they hit you could have died. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And I, I like they hit my arm and of course there's just blood pouring everywhere. But um I look for you know, I had my phone on me, phone shattered, but I was able to call Michelle. I'm like, hey, I you know, it was right down the street from her mom's house. I'm like, just got hit by a car and they're like, they freak out. They come flying up. They call an ambulance. I'm like, I, I'm good. You're like, I don't need, I don't think I need an ambulance. And the ambulance comes in, like, the look on their face is like, are you not dead? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I'm pretty tough. Because I'm Tommy Lyons, dude. My tough. last name <laughs> self-explanatory. Yeah. I'm the <laughs> definition of a lion, too. I'm a Leo. I'm lefty. And I'm, my last name's Lyons. Yeah. So that's it. And you work in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Wow. I... Those, because I walk a lot and I see a lot of cars and I have this weird fear of like, you know, there's that serial arsonist. Like, yeah. I have a fear of like serial drivers. You just like want to hit people. Hit people. So, yeah. And it's weird that I say this because I believe it was yesterday, maybe two days ago, my roommate and his girlfriend were, they go running and walking on. They were running. They were crossing 87th Street and a car, this is what they told it. They're walking in a car just like is coming and they, so they walk fast or they run to get a, a, ahead of it and the car just accelerates straight look on the person. They saw the person, no phone, nothing, holding on, accelerates and just like goes towards them. Like tries, like deliberately tries to hit them. Yeah. And Eddie had to dive out of the way. I said his name, I didn't want to, but it doesn't matter. That's okay. He had to dive out of the way. And I think his girlfriend was in a different position to where she didn't <clears> have to be like, they were this close to what seems to be deliberately being ran over freaky stuff and i'm just like with what you said and hearing that i mean i've already been very conscious like when i walk i try to stay off main streets when i do like i really look both ways i i'm like try to go with traffic coming towards me and stay away from it and it just it weirds me out like i have this weird feeling of like i see these cars flying but i'm like all i need is that that one crazy person that person's having a bad day that person's having a mental breakdown the person who's drunk like anything it's amazing how selfish people are because Mm -hmm. whoever Whoever did that to me is a garbage human being because I ended up having to take off. Well, obviously insurance doesn't cover. I mean, my insurance covers it, but like I didn't get any. I had to pay out of pocket all my stuff Mm -hmm. and miss two weeks of work for. And I shouldn't have even gone back after two weeks. My arm didn't straighten out for six months. But I have to do all that stuff because someone else hits me. Then like a a month ago, no, a couple weeks ago. Just go into the grocery store to get some groceries. I come out, my car's smashed. Same thing, hit and run. Got to pay a thousand bucks to get my car fixed because somebody just, mm-hmm. you know, no accountability. Yeah. But I was going to put up a gravestone on Southwest Highway after that and be like, you know, cancer survivor, father of six. Like, just, you know, just hoping. Pillar of the community. Yeah. Councilman. Just yeah. I, I really was, yeah. Definitely cancer survivor Scare the and crap father out of, of six. Yeah. You know what could have stopped that person from doing anything? They might have been drinking or on drugs. That was, and, de- yeah. And it would have went from an accident and probably just feeling guilty and paying for it to prison, you know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. They were going, well, I drank and I'll get in more trouble than this guy's oh hurt. Oh, my God. If you, way more trouble if you're drinking, you hit someone. That's like... I don't know what it is, but involuntary, like, attempted murder. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's not good. No. 
Man, that's scary. That's the one thing that does scare me with the, it's the cars. I always say like, I'm not worried about being out here or people, the cars, the weather doesn't even scare me. Like walking through the blizzard, all that doesn't yeah. matter. I'm not worried about that. It's, about, it's the people who have a 3000 pound moving piece of metal. <laughs> yeah. And I don't and know what kind of state of mind they're like this when texting, they're texting, drinking, high, tired, pissed, they just divorced, suicidal, psychopath. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're, uh, they're in a moving weapon and it's something that PSA announcement for those who walk and run a lot. You've experienced it. My roommates have, and I just think about it. I haven't experienced it yet, but it is something like, be aware of it. Be careful when you're on streets, try to stay off the streets, give yourself space. If you're going to subject yourself to hours of being around stuff all the time, the chances of an accident happening are so high. Yeah. You know, so oh, you've yeah. got to think about it. It's not like, oh, I went for a walk once. You're probably fine. If you're yeah. doing it every day and you're on cars, like, you have to be conscious of it. It yeah. sounds... It could happen. I got really lucky. Yeah. yeah. One more foot over, you're dead. Six yeah. inches over, you're dead. Like, you got hit in the right spot to where mm. it hurts you, but not enough. Yeah, oh, if, you hit your, if you hit your solid body, like your ribs, or your, like your back. It did. But like your spine <laughs> or something. I got, yeah, it hit me just to the right. Oh I don't know God. how I didn't get killed. It hit me like in the hip, back, and and the the... <sighs> The front, like the corner of the car hit that, and the front of the car hit my elbow. Oh my and like God. I shattered their headlights, so I know the the car hit me and not the mirror or anything. I left some blood on it too. Oh, yeah. But, Man. yeah. Only if you were able to get that license plate. I know. There's so many. Oh, if I get the license plate. You, you know, we just live in a world where you need the, to get the license plate, unfortunately. Man. That person probably never had their heart sink further. Then yeah. when they slammed their brakes and slowed down, they were probably like, did I just kill somebody? Yeah, and then they drove home. I know you did last summer. I'm just coming right back. Yeah, I'm going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> you so, got to start hunting. Like, if you know who hit me, let me know their address. Was it summertime? It No, spring. Darn. April. Can't say I know it was right around summer. this time, like four-something years ago. And it okay, took like uh, six months for it to be normal again? Yeah, it took a while. I thought it was never going to be normal. It got to like here, and then one day it finally went straight again. Oh, my God. But it, yeah, it got me like right under here somewhere. There's like a hole somewhere. Hmm. Uh. I don't even well, I'm know. I'm glad you're alive. It, 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 oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah, there's just like a little hole. Yeah. And yeah. then I got the same thing, like you're talking about, Lamont. Yeah. I got a hole right here from Lamont. You I, like matching holes? Yeah. I ate <laughs> shit in Lamont, too. How and, fast were you going? Uh, oh, you were on a skateboard or longboard? I was on a skateboard, so I was probably going less fast, but yeah. I had a McChicken in my hand, <laughs> and I was going down this hill switch and just ate it. But, oh, God. It brings, like, my body hurts. Like, my wrist that broke my tailbone just hurt when people tell me stories about them. I'm like yeah it brings me back like I if I wasn't so hairy not as hairy as you you'd mm, see a lot more of my close. scars you'd see a lot more scars from like road rash you know bouncing off concrete blacktop honestly road rash hurts more than the brakes I'd take a broken bone any day over road rash like serious road rash where you slide in at 60 oh yeah that's third degree burn oh, sometimes oh my god the cleaning of it was torture <laughs> the nurse was he was an ex-marine nurse so this guy <laughs> was laughing he, he's seen such bad stuff and it's 2 a.m i'm in you know payless emergency room only one there and he's like all right you gotta clean all your wounds and so this arm missing skin this arm missing skin all my limbs just torn up i was wearing shorts and a t-shirt he's like uh this is gonna hurt more than the accident itself i'm just like what i thought i went through the pain like the accident hurt a lot it's like, yeah, we got to clean all the stuff to avoid infection. You have like pebbles and rocks and dirt shoved in your arms right now. Like, we got to clean all of it out. I was like, oh no. He's like, yeah, it's going to hurt. So, no one's around. You can scream, do whatever you want. I mean, uh, I was a military, you know, nurse. So, I've seen it all. You're not going to 
scare me or anything. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. And he took rubbing alcohol and he just sprayed it on me and just took like this Brillo pad thing, which is like, Phew. oh my God. I almost passed out. I've never felt so much pain in my, I was just like, it was beyond pain. You like go in the shock and you're just like shaking. You're yeah. just like shaking and you're sitting there and it's just like, it's just pulling stuff out of you. I, I was like, can't they knock me out for this? Like why? Yeah. Uh, it was bad, and um, that was my threshold of the most pain I've ever felt. And I've made it a priority to never feel something like that ever again. Well, you're doing a good job. I've tried. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. People are like, why not? I'm like, I felt it. It was terrible. It was so bad. I thought I was going to die just from the pain. But uh, And it's nothing compared to, like, some people go through some serious stuff. <clears throat> but uh, it was bad enough, and it scared me for life. <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I like the happy medium. Like that's that, and that's part of like to to skate or to run or to anything. Like there's there's got to be something in your head that's a little bit off. Like there's just like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like same with like running, and, and it's part like an obsession thing or or, or something. It's something. It's an where it's just like sure. I need to get. I just want, and it's not for any, but you get nothing. You know, you get nothing. What do you, you get a little medal at the end of your race or yeah. something. But like, just in general, it's just like, all right, I want to go a little bit farther. Or just like, you want to be at that point where you're like, all right, like your your mental game's just way stronger than like what you have to deal with. Like a 31 mile race, even for me, like for me, it was like, you you get to a point where you're just like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to be running anymore. What about the 62 like, mile one? That yeah, that fifty fifty is my next my next big one. This is so rude. Just gotta turn it. Yeah, that's over. what I do. I just turn it. Yeah. That there way you well, wait, well, that Jeez. way you have an excuse when you're not responding. Like, I don't know. I was I, know, doing, I, I and I wouldn't have even noticed it, but it was bouncing off the glass. Yeah, no, it, it catches well, we're so used to it now. Yeah. Like for years we've just been boom, getting hit with that, boom, getting hit with that. And you're like, now you just see it. Sometimes a light hits the glass when it's up and you're like, yeah. Oh, did someone? And it's just a light reflecting off it. Nothing happened. Yeah. It's dangerous. The, the new dilemma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 50 is next on the list. 50 kilometers or 50 miles? Miles. Wow. 50 kilometers was the last one. Yeah. And that one, and, well, the elevation, so so the, the race I ran, it was like the elevation was, there was like 2,500 feet of elevation throughout the race. So it's like you're running up and down a lot. But yeah, there just comes to a point, like when you're doing anything for, four hours like when you hit a certain point you're like all right I, and I, I wasn't planning the thing is that i'm not i'm not i'm like a caveman when it comes to everything i don't have like the fancy like, gear and stuff. I, my watch is from 2008 and it's a good it's like an old the same i saw a 62 year old guy wearing the same one so like he's on the same program as me you're 28 he's 62 yeah and he actually he was the person that beat me too but he had wow. the same watch i'm like 62 year old beat you huh 62 year old beat amazing? Me, yeah. yeah and then and like an ultra marathon, it's one of those races where it was like that. It's such a long race. It was like there was a girl. She was in front for the first ten miles or fifteen miles, I think. I ended up. She ended up coming in twenty five minutes after me. So like a lot can happen. Yeah. This dude just nipped at my heels the whole time, and he wouldn't pass me. And he was just he was just tough. Like, yeah, the dude 62. was sixty two years old, and he's just having a good old time. And I'm like, I'm going for it, but I. Like I could feel his presence behind me. I'm like, go ahead, just pass me. He's like, no, 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 you're oh, doing you good. It? Yeah, I'm like, I told him 20 times. I'm like, just pass me. I'm like, you're, you're, you're good. Like you're, you're going quicker than me. I'm like, I'm gonna die out. He's like, no, 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 you're doing good. You're doing good. He wanted me to beat him, 
And then finally, like, he wanted me to come in right before him, it felt like. Huh. Well, so he what just, a nice guy. <laughs> he just stayed with me the whole time. Like, he's like a veteran. Dude runs 100-mile races and stuff. Okay. So we, we were going at a pretty quick pace for this race. And so after, like, mile 15, I'm in first, and he's in second, and then she kind of, like, tails off a little bit. He's following me, following me, following me, and I hear him whistling and shit. I'm like, fuck. This I'm like, guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm dying. This guy's whistling. And... <laughs> Yeah, and he's just having a good old time. He's saying hi to the people around me. I'm like, no. Uh, But eventually I gave gave up. I'm like, just, just, I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, go in front of me. I'm like, I'll feel better if you're in front of me. And and then he passed me up. I don't think he wanted to. I think he wanted me to like, he just wanted to keep pushing me. He was just that kind of guy. How many people in this race? Uh, I think like 60. And you were in first? I was in first. He was in second. And then mile 21 or 22, he switched to first, and he beat me by five minutes. So you ended up getting second? Yeah. Wow. Out of 60. That's impressive. 31 that's, miles? That, that, that's what this one was? Yeah, it was like 31.8. <sighs> and I, by that's the end insane. of it. I did a 5K in January, like completely not even compared to this. Just not no practice or anything. I just did it. Yeah. In Burbank, there was a 5K run. Burbank? I showed up. Bur- what? <laughs> yeah. Burbank? I showed up. It started at 9. I waited till that day to sign up. They kept saying sign up before. I didn't because I'm me. I showed up at like 8.58. Didn't get a t-shirt. Didn't get anything. Just ran it and my clothes got like stuck on like one of those numbers just for the time. I did it in like 24 minutes and uh, it's quick. Yeah, I mean, I don't run. So, I mean, it's all right. I mean, I know people do those in 18 and 19s, but it was fun to do it. And I think it was 100 people and I got, I think I got like 15th or something. But um, it was funny at the end, like, my, my friend, my brother, everyone got, like, medals because they all, like, did best in their age group. Yeah. And they had, like, their T-shirts. They had everything to show for it. I just had nothing. I just, like, left. Yeah. I had nothing. I was like, dude, I, I just, it's, it's cool to have the T-shirt, but I was like, well, I'm never going to wear this T-shirt. Like, no. I'm just glad to do it. I'm glad I have the body that I can do it. Like, just jump in. It was a blizzard, too, just in the snow and just run 24 minutes and just do it. But I'm still a fan of, of walking just because of the – long-term ramifications of the running you know like what do you how do you feel about it like, well i i see this 62 year old and he looks like he's 40 right and he runs like he's 20 so yeah I, it's hard right because he could be he that d- he does 100 mile too. races every year you can and, be that genetic anomaly the guy that the guy that hosts the that that hosts that race is a paleozoic race in palis mm-hmm. he's he's in his uh, he's probably almost 60 he's in his late 50s he looks like a kid the other guy you know like all these guys that i see they're in their 50s 60s yeah sometimes 70s still doing 100 mile races like it's nothing yeah. so um so it's three factors i'm Genetics, gonna go off diet, of my bias exercise right yeah i'm gonna go off my bias and say that it's good <laughs> yeah no because it's funny i have people in my life who ran a lot and they're all banged up and i'm like they probably weren't eating well yeah. And they have bad genes. We have a lot of bad genes in my family. Like, these are my aunts and uncles. They ran a lot in the 70s and 80s, and they're all messed up. They're thin, but they're all messed up. And it's like, oh, yeah, we have bad arthritis, uh, diabetes, bad joints, uh, fel- fibromyalgia, you, like your sensitive to touch. So, like, yeah. they all have these issues. Like, maybe that's what's feeding into it. I think, like, technique, shoe technology, a lot of these things have helped with, you know, helping with ankles and knees and hips. But um, also, I, I as a kid... Up into high school in my 20s, I did a lot of basketball. So my ankles and knees are kind of really messed up from all that. A lot of rolling my ankles, dislocating stuff. Uh, I've tore 
my ligaments in my knee you know, four or five times, knee going sideways. I did it last June, actually. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to just walk. I, so I'm, I think I'm biased. Like I've hurt my, my limbs so much that I don't want to risk it doing that jog in the forest and boom, I hit that one little tiny pothole ankle goes sideways. Since mine have previously been damaged so much, they might go fully sideways. And I'm done. Whereas if you don't have a lot of that, you might be okay. You can walk away from it. Yeah. So I think I'm coming from like this scared, like I've gotten hurt so many times. I don't want to risk it. Yeah, you're it. coming from like the exact opposite end of what I, which yeah. is funny. Cause like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've, I've been fortunate, but when you, when we're talking genetics, I come from poor people, like mm-hmm. historically, <laughs> like probably just like worker bee, like just like coal miners. <laughs> probably like I, I looked at my twenty three and Michelle tells me it's like I like the poor the poor Italy, the poor Germany, the poor. I'm like four percent like Egyptian and all this stuff. I'm I got a bunch of weird. I didn't even know like I'm like four percent right? Asian. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely don't come from any royalty or any people that, like, I probably come from, like, just... That's most of us, right? Yeah. Yeah, royalty, that's a small I come from peasants, for sure. I feel like, I mean... You and me both. Yeah. The peasants of the world. I look just like... My dad's in... Well, he's banged up because he does concrete, but... Oh, man. My dad's in, like, great shape for a 58-year-old. You know, he looks like he's strong. You know, he's just strong. Just built different. Good genes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get hurt a lot as a kid broken bones sprain this sprain that just so many sprains my ankles and knees are so bad that i'm like i don't think running is my forte you know because of it and i did a lot of water skiing and wakeboarding and when doing wakeboarding you know you're sideways so the the all right like this yeah so the boat's pulling you and either going switch doesn't really matter i'll do it for the camera's sake going like this you're being f- pulled that way your arms are going this way but your body's sideways. So yeah, you're contorting so and have fun with your knees. With your your knees are starting to bend. So when you do these jumps and you land, you're kind of sideways. And it's just, I don't know, it's rough on the knees. And if you already have bad knees from doing like the skateboarding and the basketball and they've been rolling them a lot, things like that don't help. So I did a lot of that stuff and it just kept messing with me. My knees kept going sideways, had some bad accents with them, a lot of serious rolled ankles. I, I was a, a center. I played center for basketball for years for organized basketball. And then I started playing at the park at Moraine Valley. And there was a couple times I jumped. I was able to jump pretty high. I, I'm grateful to have natural hops, as they would say. And yeah. I'm like able to like, grab the rim with two hands. You know, I'm only 5'9". And I'd, when you come down, you know, three feet and you land on someone else's foot, your ankle's done. Like it's rolled, it's swollen. You pulled some stuff. And you're out for like a month. And I did that, I don't know, 10 times. Like my ankles are shot. So I'm like low impact. No more. I used to jump off stuff, climb trees and jump off 20 feet and roll. Like learning how to roll, like land properly. Not, I don't do any of it anymore. It's, they're all, so I got to like baby the limbs, you know. Yeah. But that's me. Everyone's different. <clears throat> I got hurt a lot. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you're def- we'll, we'll be talking in 20 years and it'll be, you'll, it'll be me like this. And you're going to be fine. You're going to be like, hey, you know. I remember that conversation we had <laughs> when I said I hope I, not. I yeah. hope that you're running these. I hope you're that sixty-two-year-old. If and, I if you know, I make it, if I make it, I will be for sure. Why wouldn't and you the, make it? I don't know. <laughs> Cars I, hit you while yeah, you walk. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, you know, I I don't think I'm gonna die just enough to be the person that dies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best way to live your life. Still do the things. Don't live in that fear. That, like I was saying, you're like you know when you were riding the bikes with the kids. You're weary of it, but you still have to have that part of you, like, just let them do it. Like, 
they have to live life too. Yeah. You know, they have to be themselves and figure it out. And you're going to get hurt sometimes. But, hey, that's how you learn, you know. I'd say my biggest fear now is, like, the fear to not be able to protect or be there for my family. Mm -hmm. So it's like now that's what – that was, like, what happened with skating for me. It was, like, the last, like, year or so I was like, well, you know what? I can't really afford to be all hung up or, like, have a broken leg and still support my family and – and be there. So that's when the, the running was like, that's a better option for me. Cause it, mm-hmm. you know, running, when I started running after skating, it was like, hey, people told me like, oh, you get like shin splints soon. You start running. I'm like, this is a break for from skating. Yeah. This is like, this is, felt like walking. It was nice. I mean, skating those, landing on that concrete over and over and the yeah. rolling and the landing, it's. Oh yeah. Your hips, your. I can't believe you didn't get hurt more. A lot yeah. of your friends banged up. Yeah. I've had. Yeah. Oh yeah. My friends. <laughs> Um, yeah, my buddy Brad broke his, broke his, two friends, one night, broke his foot, and then the other one broke his arm. It was like back to back, Mm -hmm. within probably 15 minutes of each other at the same park. Yeah. Yeah. Friends had concussions and, you know, just the different stuff. John, you know, White, he had one of the worst injuries I saw with a a traumatic brain injury. Were you there when that happened? I wasn't there, no, but I, you know, I, I talked to him afterwards and I know the, it was, it was bad. He hit his head on the concrete. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a rough, that happens. Yeah. I hit my head one time and it was not fun. It's not a good feeling. No. Out of all the, <clears throat> out of all the like skate injuries, that was probably the worst one. And I just kept skating, which was stupid. That's always the worst one. The head is, that's why they, helmets protect your head. Like when I got in that longboarding accident, the doctor was like, is your head okay? Did you hit it? I was like, I'm fine. I didn't hit anything. I, I reacted by putting out my arms and just. Like flipping off concrete with my arms, like like this, just bracing. That's why they all broke. But head was okay, and that's the th- that's the only thing you really need to protect is your head and your uh, central organs, like in the middle, heart. heart, lungs, these things here. But the limbs, when it comes to some type of sport, your limbs are expendable. Just let them. I mean, they're not, but in this case, they are. Let them break. Let them smash. Like let them take all the force you want to protect this. Yeah. And when you can, you hit your head. It's devastating concussions i mean it's the hardest thing i have with extreme sports and like football and like uh you know yeah, martial football, arts yeah martial i arts. was gonna say football and martial arts that is like what the sport is designed for is to hit your head yeah, especially like, football yeah like football is it's You're signing like, up to be a vegetable pretty much it's sad I mean, it's, uh, yeah yeah it's sad because it's such a you know it's a huge sport it's it gets it saves a lot of people's lives who come from bad places and they're just good at a sport and they can do those things. But at what cost to have like mental illnesses or, or physical ailments, you know, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, things that kick in early from all the concussions, not good. No, pretty much, it pretty much happens to everybody in those sports too, or a lot of them. Some way, shape <clears throat> or form, especially if you're like lineman, running back, I saw something on. You ever do you ever follow Nature's Metal? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, I always read through their captions and stuff, and it was talking about. I think it was talking about battle like Rams, and they have some special thing. Oh no 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 no! It was totally off. Woodpeckers. Woodpeckers. So they have like a special liquid that protects their brain. And I'm, you know, obviously botching what it actually is, but it's like a special liquid. It's where they could bash their head. Thousands of times a day. I think it was up to like 15,000 times a day. And re- like sports medicine is actually looking into developing things that could help keep the brain from bouncing around in your head. Yeah. I don't think they're ever going to be able to come up with 
well, that's, you know, millions of years of evolution in their favor. Yeah. And ours has been like, oh, we got to not hit football our heads and extreme sports and martial arts were not around while we were developing. Like we developed to manipulate our environment, yeah. to create fire, to cook, you know, foods. It's like, that's what we have in our favor. We developed so advanced that you would think we wouldn't go back to those crazy primal, deliberate, you know, hurting each other. We don't need that. Like we've elevated to, like, oh. you know, we could avoid, but yeah, we went back. We don't need to run either, though. No. I mean, there's no use, but I definitely feel right when I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I feel like, oh, yeah, like, I'm totally meant to do this. Yeah. I that, could be wrong. People might native, you know, people might never have had to run long distances, but I do think- Not, about, not in the way you do it, I don't think. No, but I do think about this as, like, okay, if they're trying to travel and they're trying to get somewhere quick, like, I, I guess that's how the marath- the original marathon even happened. It was, like, he was trying to get somewhere fast to tell him some news, and he <laughs> died or something <laughs> I don't know, but... In Greece, right? To marathon Greece? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was, like, trying to get some news across or something, and he died at the end of the journey. At 26.1. He just yeah, couldn't just quite couldn't, get there. Yeah, it's like, come on. You're dying. He must have been in really bad shape to die. But, um, no, it just... I don't know. Something about it feels right. That's just being outside, you know? Like, walking, going on those forest walks every day. You're just like, it feels good. It feels, it feels right. Yeah. It feels like you are in the right place. I got to take you to those trails, too, that I Please sent you do. some maps. You're going to like it. It's better than Payless. It's, it's really good. I would love to. Where is it at? In Tinley? <clears throat> yeah, it's secret location. Secret but, location? Yeah. Don't don't disclose it. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I try I try not to because it's, it's not an official trail. It's a footpath. Okay. So you're not supposed to mountain bike on it, and you're not supposed to take anything besides your feet on it. Mm. I mean, that's so, all I do. Yeah, yeah, but so. most people, if if they see something, there we already have a problem with mountain bikers there, and I gotta yell at them and get them out of there because it's not their spot. Yeah, but um, mountain bikers. Yeah, it's a great hiking uh, walking path. That's cool. Yeah, man, you're, you're gonna dig it. And you, you, I remember you saying it's like your favorite place in America. It's or? my it, well, it's my yeah, yeah, pretty close. It's a favorite. It's I, a bold statement. I don't, I don't travel everywhere, but no, you know what? I New York's pretty cool. New York City. I like New York City a lot. New York City is cool. I, I, I know that it's gone, like, New York and L.A. have been hit hard with corona as far as, like, I mean, the biggest population, highest density, so it makes sense, but it feels like Chicago's, I've, so what I've been hurt, like, hearing it's doing better as far as coming back from it. But I don't know, I mean, New York's hard. It's so expensive. is expensive. A lot of people I know who live in those places, like, left because of the financial burden of, like, $3,000 a month for, like, you know, a bedroom apartment. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I have never, <clears throat> I haven't been there since I was probably uh, 18 years old. So I went there, I went there with band at 14. We played at like Princeton and downtown New York. And then I went there at 17 for, uh, I was in Model UN and I joined because I heard we were going to New York. What, what is it? Model United Nations. What's that? In In high school, it's like you talk politics basically it's like it's like u.s politics it's 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 like the united nations but for high school kids yeah so you meet kids from all over the world and you know you go to these big seminars and talk about politics but i was never any good at that but they did tell us before the year started that we'd be going to new york city so i joined every actually like a bunch of us joined so we could go to new york and the guy that ran it um He uh, he was like 23 or 22 at the time in charge of us who were 17. Yeah. He was young. He was really young. And like he's like, you guys are 18, right? And we were, you know, we were neither of us were, but he's like, you're close enough. He's like, just meet back here. We're all, 
he would just let kids go in New York, just wherever we wanted. Mm-hmm. We we took the train to other towns during mm-hmm. a school trip, you know. It was just him, his two guys, buddies that were still in college, and then like a bunch of high school kids. There was no chaperones mm-hmm. or nothing. So I got to experience New York like really well. I really, really enjoyed it. That's cool. It was just, I was by myself for most of it. I would have done the same if I was 22. Like, hey, be back at this time. Yeah. I went to You're Central adults, Park just out. alone and just got to, it was really cool. I went when I was 20 with friends and we, we ranged. We had an 18-person road trip. It was pretty wild, actually. We ranged in age from 17 to 20, so I kind of relate to that. Like, no one, none of us ever been there, no rules. We parked in the parking garage and just aimlessly went places, all different ages. And it was really funny. I went to, like, a really expensive shopping area by Central Park, like, really expensive. You know, suits are $5,000. I was this sweaty 20-year-old kid, just nasty, probably showered in days. And I went in there, and I started trying on all these suits. Yeah. Oh, they were so mad. It was great. I was like, I'd like to try on that uh, Armani suit. And there's like, okay. And they'd like put it on. This is just expensive suit. I'm like nasty, wearing a big beard. And yeah. I'd walk around. And I was like, oh, I'll take that. I want to try this one. And I just kept doing oh. Yeah, they were pretty womaning you. It was great. They are like, you shouldn't be in here. Mm-hmm. And good. I was like, well, say something then. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I miss doing that. I miss like upsetting the establishment so much. It yeah. was great. I still. Just dressing like that. Yeah, people get pretty upset if you don't look a certain way. Oh, for yeah. For sure. I've been treated quite differently by police officers from when I had long hair that was curly and a big beard and not so nice of clothes. And now I wear, you know, the same type of clothes, just nicer versions of it, newer versions of it. I clean my face more. I get haircuts now. I I drive a Honda Civic that's clean, like stuff like that. And yeah. I'm just treated differently. I get <clears> let go. What I would get a speeding ticket for now, I'm just like, Oh, sorry. I'm just honest. Like, yeah, I was going this fast, did this, and then they're like, okay. And they let me go. I'm like, why Why is it no one let me go before? Yeah. And now that I look a certain way, act a certain way, have, you know, an ID that looks nicer, it's just all of that. It's yeah. weird how you get profiled that way. And it just goes to show how much more they're profiling people of color, people who look a certain way, yeah. big time. That's their shit. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. <clears throat> my uh, Michelle's friend, Shay, every time she goes to Orland Park, she gets pulled over just for, for being black, mm. you know? That's a real thing out there. Oh my god! Yeah, Orland Park is—it's a different. It's so close, but it's a different place. Yeah, it's weird. No, it's all concrete and stores. I'm pretty happy that I work at a a pretty progressive place when it comes to that. I mean, Cook County is is as progressive as you could get where I work. At least I work, and especially my department. We have, you know, um, our director is Latino. Our or Latina. Um, our deputy director is African American. My boss is is uh, Latina, Hispanic, and pretty much it's just like it, we have the most diverse um, department of the forest preserves in general. I think it's like pretty cut and dry, like uh, Hispanic, African American, white, you know, mixed, a uh, couple Asian people, you know, but a um, couple Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, I could sound more of like a white guy. Yeah, they got the whites, the blacks, the <laughs> Mexicans. No, it, it, yeah, it's it's diverse. They're progress. You know, I'm I'm on the ready committee for for the forest preserve, so that's uh, ra- they added the the racial part, but it's equity, diversity, inclusion. Mm-hmm. So we're working on different projects. You know, I was telling uh, I was telling your roommate a little earlier because he said he was going into public policy, mm-hmm. but what we, we did our study was like our work offers these. Um, trainings you can get certifications licenses 
and it's offered free at work. So part, part of one thing I noticed working at a couple different divisions throughout the county was like, why do all the white employees have these certifications and why don't, you know, like I just noticed like a lot of the African-American employees didn't have any of them. So we went around or first I got like all the information from the clerks and it was like, who has these, who ha- doesn't have these. And then after that, it was like, okay, I, what? sure enough, like what I found was like the white employees, like 60% of white employees had a chainsaw certification. And then 5% of African-American employees had that same certification. So we were basically just going through and finding out why. So we interviewed like 85 employees and, you know, we set up the questions in a way it was like, first off, are you interested in taking these trainings? So five African-American percent of employees had these trainings, but 80% said they were interested in taking them. Why, why aren't they getting them? Why aren't they notified about them? Why, what's going on? So we went through this extensive study and I won't bore you with the whole thing, but, um, no, it's not boring at all. We, uh, we were able to get a lot of different ideas and, and just, and that, that's just like where I work. Like they really are open to like, okay, now we were able to, some, you know, part of the problem was transportation. Some of the employees work out in Thornton, which is close to the Indiana border. And then the training is offered for seven hours at, up in Salt Creek, which is, you know, close to Hinsdale. And they're not allowed overtime to drive from their work to there and back. And there's seven hour class. So you don't even have enough time to go there. So they just end up getting thrown to the side and not being able to take it yeah. versus someone who works five minutes from there gets the opportunity to do so. So, yeah, there's a, there was a lot that went into it, though. Like sometimes it was a supervisor issue. Like if certain supervisors didn't have the trainings themselves, the employees didn't get them. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind it was like, okay, they give you these trainings, they're free, but they give you a lot of opportunity within the Forest Preserve. Some other jobs have those uh, certifications or licenses as a minimum qualification for like a promotion. There's resident watchman houses. So if you have a chainsaw certification and a prescribed burn certification, you're eligible to apply for a house for, through the forest preserves that you can rent and be a watchman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, but the, the forest preserves is usually working on trying to correct things. We actually have for all of our interviews. Now we have, um, an employee from, that is on the ready committee for our work in on the interviews. So the, the departmental bias is kind of overrided. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so it's not like just one guy and he goes, Hey, that's my favorite guy. We're going to hire him. Mm-hmm. They put one person on every interview to actually see what's going on and, and, you know, fairly decide. Yeah. That's good though. I'm glad that those, like your job's doing that and you're more aware of it. Yeah. Kind of in the middle of it. I wish, I wish more, I mean, that seems like it takes a lot of time and effort and I wish the more companies and establishments, government agencies did that. Would, would yours be considered like a government agency? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a government employee. Yeah. Me too. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. (laughs) Where are you working again? ISU. ISU. Oh, okay. Ohio State University. Yeah. Yeah. So you're government. Yeah. A little bit of, little gov, a little bit of DIY, you know, it's all good. A little bit of both. Wow, I, real quick, I want to actually, I haven't promoted this artwork yet. Okay. Been wanting to do it. This is my friend, uh, Laura Figa, who lives in San Francisco. She gave me both these works of art. I'll hold up this one in a second. Um, about 10 years ago, and I've had them forever. Some of the tears are from uh, a toddler. <laughs> but uh, I've been trying to fix them up and get them framed. But they're really cool. 
and she gave them to me a long time ago. And I've always liked the mixed media, the patterns, the different colors. I like how it's kind of like two extreme things, but cut down the middle. And I don't know. She kind of gave it to me all bent and like torn too. So it's kind of how it always has looked. And she's a great artist. Been been making artwork like this for since I've known her. And let me hold up this piece. I do like the wear a lot too. Yeah. It reminds me of like a treasure map. A lot of these tears have been been here for since I got them. A lot of words we put in there. You know, like them. It's cool when you take like this probably was just looked like trash, like this paper. You know, who even knows what kind of paper it is. Looks like a brown from. paper bag almost. Yeah, like a brown paper bag and just made I know my like, lunch This would be bags. a cool album cover now that I think about it. Yeah, that is sweet. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's it's amazing. That, that that's one skill I have absolutely none of is just putting something on paper and drawing or coloring or or painting anything mm-hmm. my uh my stepdaughter maya is amazing at it and mm. it's just so cool to watch i mean just the just different skills and just like what people how people are able to take what's in their head and then put it down on paper to me is just it's a skill and yeah it's, it's, it's really cool too i don't i don't do a lot of um visual art either i do a lot of music and like you know try to build stuff, poetry, those types of things, those types of expression. But as far as paintings, chalk, mixed media, drawings, not really good with the fine motor skills, but I've been wanting to get into painting more, and I think I'm going to try it. I've always wanted to. My my grandma painted, and my uncles do. But, like, that metal character over there, that was made for me by a metal worker, a sculptor. And then, like, see the, the glass underneath that's hanging, that DZ glass? Yeah. That's below glass that someone made for me. Like So there's so many cool forms of art. And yeah. I'm really grateful that people bring them here and I get to see them. But it's inspiring to see so many different forms of expression. Yeah, it's, yeah. people are really skilled. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm bringing, like, stickers. Like, <laughs> no, no it's, it's, that's really cool. It takes a lot of skill to do that stuff. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. I know you're, that- you're like Jesus, though, too, though. You're a carpenter. I mean, in all forms, you had the hair, you had the beard. Beard I mean, will be back. You, you're a pretty good carpenter <laughs> from what I've seen. You're so like far. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we were talking about Jesus. You're like well, you're now, like him too. <laughs> yeah, you're you're yeah, <laughs> like him. Yeah, like the other people I was talking about, they're like Jesus. <laughs> but I I, mean? I, uh, I like to build. I like to use tools and build. And um, it was something I wanted to do when I graduated high school. I applied to the carpenters union. They told me seven year wait. So I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna do something else then. I'm grateful I did something else, but I have a, a lot of admiration for people who use their hands, who physically make structures that we live in, bricklaying, concrete worker like your father, electrician, plumber, pipe fitter, union workers, people who just make it happen, who give us the places to express ourselves, to, to, to live in, to sleep. That's an art form, you know, an architect who designs these things, the engineers. It's really cool, and I think you need all of it. And I, st- I, for the rest of my life, I want to use my hands and like build stuff, but never like as a job, just building stuff. Want to get get in the building cabins for people. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that just, sounds pretty good. It's fun. It's fun, and just swinging a hammer, knowing you put all of it together, it's like this crazy puzzle piece. It's fun. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the money and the the effort sometimes is a lot. I I, I have the same thing. I like I want it. I want to do. There's a lot of stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm like, what's the easiest like finance like running? Like, there's no, there's nothing required from me. It's just a pair of shoes every six months. I like love that. Like, you know, just with just with having a family, having a house payment, all that stuff. It all just like adds up. And I and I I look forward to the day that I'm in the place where I'm like, Psh, a couple hundred bucks, yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, thousand bucks, yeah, I'll put in. I'll go build this. 
But couple it, hundred bucks. You know what I need to start doing is I need to start just picking picking garbage, picking wood. Like there's a lot of people that salvage a lot of wood. Uh huh. So I got to get rid of my excuses and just start you have grabbing a yard? some wood. What's up? You have a yard? Yeah. There you go. Do yeah. I need some space? A garage? Yeah. You have a garage? Yeah. There you go. Garage and no, actually, yard. No, I don't have a garage. Uh, I take that back. I, I, there's a gr- I have a garage in my yard, but I rent, and the owner doesn't let me use the garage. He just keeps all his shit in there. Evil. Yeah. Evil. So I have a basement filled with, you know, like miter saws. and. I mean, that's good, but you don't want that dust and stuff in the house. You want to keep no. them separate. I usually just take it out to the backyard. Oh, okay. Extension cord and... Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any fan... I have equipment my dad gave me from my grandpa. Mm, okay, some old school tools. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nothing special. Yeah, it's it's cool because, like, that stuff's built really well, but, man, like, modern stuff, so oh, nice. Oh, yeah. My brother-in-law, Johnny's got, like, pff, the best of best of everything, you mm-hmm. know, DeWalt... DeWalt hair dryer, DeWalt... <laughs> DeWalt know. nail clippers, DeWalt, yeah, DeWalt tweezers, guitar. DeWalt I'm like, guitar, where do you get all DeWalt this? floss. Yeah. yeah, he's got the t-shirts, he's got all the drills, the uh, impacts, I wear DeWalt seeing glasses. Um, that's funny. Yeah, DeWalt's like... That's the Mercedes of the tools. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then the... I have a couple the, DeWalt's, but nothing. I have a circular saw. It's amazing. It's so light and fast, and it just can go through anything. It's just... It weighs like two pounds. Yeah. It's great. They, and that battery on it, it's nuts. It's uh, like a 60-volt battery, and it just lasts forever. It's so light. recharges so fast. It's crazy. Yeah. I just got the classic drill. Yeah. That's my that's my DeWalt tool. Yeah. Yeah, it's – that's another dream of mine, like collect a bunch of tools, have like a workshop. Yeah. Just fix anything you want or can around the house. It's just like, like every man's dream. Well, it's just like fun learning, <clears throat> like uh, – you don't realize how much you can get done, how much money you can save. You just start doing stuff yourself. And it's fun. It's like, if it's your house, it's very modular. And you can, like, do what you want with it. You can manipulate it. You can paint that wall. You can throw up a wall. You can put down a different thing. You can stain the floors. You could strip them. Like, you do whatever you want. And yeah. it's kind of fun. Like, if you mess up, it's like, it's my house. I'm, if I did it right, wrong, or somewhere in the middle, it's like, that's on me. And I did it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. That's just why I feel about it. No, when we started renting... Um like Michelle's like the ideas man, you know. Like she she's got she's got the vision. She's she's just one of those people that's good at you know like any interior decorating. Like she's she's got like fifty majors, and me I'm like I, I just go. She has the idea or she has like the like a, a picture or something. She'll just be like, all right, this is what we got to do, and then I just follow the directions and do it. But it always ends up turning out pretty cool. We got like a, we had so the house we're renting has. It's like two bedroom upstairs, and then it's got an office downstairs with a bathroom attached to it. So it became a bedroom. Mm-hmm. But it had no doors for the office. So she's like, all right, bought a shitload of bookshelves from Ikea and all this stuff. And then like a little like electric fireplace. So we built the whole thing into like one big unit almost. So we there's like in the middle, there's like a little fireplace surrounded by, you know, like to, to make it bigger, like an actual fireplace. And then there's two bookshelves on each side which are intermatched so there's two different bookshelves so like the shelves are on different heights and like it's pretty cool but on the on the uh the side where the door is or where there was no door we actually lifted up the shelf so we had to build up all the shelves about four inches off the ground and then for the last one what we did was we lifted it up and then we made a hinge out of it, and it's an op- It's a door. Like, mm. the bookshelf is a door, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty cool. And kind of blended it in with the framing and the, you know, like, the cr- the fake crown molding. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to match everything else. So if you walk up like you're not paying attention, there's no way you're going to think it's a door. Yeah. Most, we shock adults with it all the time. So. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's just you guys just came up with that? Yeah, she came up with it oh, and, okay. or saw it on Pinterest the or something. Child. And then, yeah, she's always the brainchild. I'm cool. like the, I'm the brawn child. <laughs> no, That's but, cool. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good relationship. That's awesome. I'm yeah. happy for you. Thank you. I'm glad that you uh, met the second time here. Yeah. Six, six you're, years ago. Yeah, you're a catalyst for this. You know, I, I try, mean, you know. I love her a lot, so. That's awesome, man. A lot, a lot. Way I'm, more than, more than she loves me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, that's the weird thing about relationships. I feel like everyone feels that way. They don't, it, that's the it's weird. it's true. Yeah. Isn't There's always it one person that loves the other one more. What is that? And how do you quantify it? And how do you even know? Because sometimes people have different ways of expressing it. Like sometimes you might feel like, man, I'm doing more. I feel like I care more. But yeah. what, if, what if that person just expresses in a different way? Or maybe you're just anxious. You're in your head about it. Oh, no, no. I don't feel it like, I don't feel like she doesn't love me a lot. She loves me a lot. <laughs> I just love her. It's like a competition. I love her more. I love, I fucking love you more. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like, I yeah. could eat her boogers. I could. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no, I could eat her boogers right out of her mouth. It doesn't matter. Or That's her nose. so funny. Whatever. She's got, you know, she's got a nose, so there's plenty of boogers in there. Well, yeah, you're, you're in a different place now because it's been six years, so. Yeah. That's a different type of mentality. Yeah, we love, yeah, like, we, I mean, we love each other the same as when I met her. You know, there's nothing, no That's difference. Awesome. It's a good, yeah, it's a good, it's a good feeling. I like be. that when I see that in people. People I know, it's. Reassuring, hopeful, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not, because there are some bad relationships, you know, and you see them, you're like, ooh, that's stressful. That's hard. I, I, I completely relate. You know, it's been, there's been some hard ones. And you see it, and, you know, when the older you get, the more friends you have. You see stuff, people trailing away, and you see the relationships. You're like, oh, no, that's a scary one. That's well, a hard one, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, that's not even kids and families and divorce yeah. and all that that's oh. even hard that changes everything you know like if you're you get married to your kids too you know i mean i couldn't even i don't even like to think about it i couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. but yeah i just kind of i kind of knew right away i mean that was just that was it i saw it. I, I i have never had that feeling with anybody else and mm-hmm. i haven't had it since and just like it's a, some, it's a crazy feeling, right? Some like yeah, some nature shit. I mean, it was just like <laughs> some yeah, it was like some like physiology stuff. The, then that pheromones. Yeah, she puts out mad pheromones too. <laughs> she just got that effect. Like she, I don't know what her stuff is, but she smells good. I don't know what kind of uh, deodorant she has, but yeah, I don't think she wears any. I think she. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I that's do, cool. Uh, yeah, I like sniffing her and stuff. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. Yeah. Should we end on that? Sure. Is the answer, I think. Yeah, how long have we been going? About three hours. Jeez, we started at really? ten fifteen, and it is. Wow, I didn't think I had three hours worth of material. To be oh, honest, oh dude, we can but... keep going. That's just us. That's just us. You know, we're, no, we're it, calling a quiz. We'll we, call don't, the, we, we'll, we don't have to. We'll quit while we're ahead. Listen, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life, so you'll be back on. All right, I'll have some some better shit even <laughs> next time. <laughs> You're. I mean, you've had some stories. That car accident and this serial forest burner. I mean. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <sighs> A lot of excitement in my life. No, that's a, I mean, that's crazy. I want to follow up on that. We'll yeah. talk more often. I'm going to get him. Yeah. We're going to get him. Yeah. All right, Tommy, thank you so much for being here. No thank problem. Thank you for your honesty. Thanks for telling me about your bats. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah, there's people talking about their crazy accomplishments. Me, yeah. me, bats. Bats. Yeah. No, the running is impressive. I mean, I understand that, and I respect that. And I'll have, we'll have to do some of those trails that you've been talking about. I'd we'll go for to. Yeah, we'll do some love hiking. To. I'm all it. for walking and hiking, too. So. Let's do it. 
All right, man. Thank you for coming on. All right, no problem. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Mom. Hi, Bye. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.